Three, two, one. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Welcome in, everybody. It's Thursday, December 14th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. We're coming to you from the world-famous University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in cloudy and angsty and uh, all the negative emotions, Louisville, Kentucky. Cards fans, take your career to new heights with an MBA from the University of Louisville. They've got competitive 11-month paid internship opportunities that provide you with valuable industry experience. You can get your MBA in just 12 months from the UofL College of Business to find out how. Start your journey today by visiting business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from 3.05 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM. Streaming all over the city of Louisville and far, far beyond. You know us better as the Big X. Mike Rutherford and Trevor Kelsey here with you on a Thursday as the holiday fun rolls on. On the Mike Rutherford Show. I don't know what else to say. We're going to say a lot. You're going to say a lot on the Thornton Sex Line, I'm sure. Before any of us say anything, Trevor Kelsey's going to say something. How are you, big guy? All I want for Christmas is a brand new coach. A brand new coach. A brand new coach. Maybe his name is Nate Oates. <laughs> you were looking around something. <laughs> A couple of seconds of silence where you could find it, but then you found it eventually. Well, I thought you were going to keep going, actually. No, I didn't have any more after that, actually. <laughs> Outside of uh, sports-related things, how are you? Uh, solid, actually. Not too bad. Good, 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 good. Little, little, little rough night sleeping last night. Uh, Arya was a little whiny. She kept wanting to go out in the middle of the night. And, uh, other than that, and I'm here until about 9 o'clock. So I got Bellman right after we did go off the air tonight, so I'll be here for a minute. You know... And at AW last night, so it was a good night. That's good. The I watched the thirty for thirty on Reggie White, which was okay. Good. Okay, cool. Right. First first hour was good. Second hour got a little preachy, but it was one bad. You you know things like, like I was wondering about how we're going to start today's show. Yesterday I thought we did a good job at just diving full into the the nonsense of the Cron Davis. We, we played the funny music as we were reading, and then today I was like, you know, do we get serious? This is how you know how bad things are with Louisville basketball. Is that both Eric Crawford and Bob Valvano two you know, heavy hitters here in the in the local area. Two two people that everybody knows. They both, Eric in written form and Bob today on the radio. They both prefaced all of their basketball comments by pointing out stories about where people died to say like, "Hey, just, just let, let's remember that all of this isn't that serious." That's how bad things have gotten. That you have you know you're in for some stuff when 
the sports conversation is preluded by, hey, here's a story about people dying. There's death happening everywhere. Let's make sure that we remember. Let's remind ourselves that this is all just a game, which is true. But that's how you know it's going to be a pretty negative sports discussion. And that's where we are right now. That you're going to lead into the, the death includes the little program right now. It feels like it. I mean, this is. Who died, by the way? What? Somebody actually died? Yeah. They, they, we, we, thank you for bringing it even <laughs> down further. We, I don't want to give you the details. But you can read Eric's story or you can listen to, to the, the podcast of Bob's show. They're, they're both available. I did, I did like Rick's back-to-back articles was, we can reach 500 followed by the most embarrassing loss in Brenton school history. Rick's out there deleting some tweets, too. Have like, that? that was his back-to-back articles. I'm like, No, have you, wow. seen, have you seen what I'm talking about, though? No, I haven't. He's out there deleting some tweets. Ooh, oh, Ooh, no. That's, like, that's another way you know Uh-oh. things are bad. We're, we're deleting tweets now. Uh, he's not the only one. There are a lot of people trying to cover their tracks right now. <laughs> we're at that point in time. We've reached that point, <laughs> for sure. I've never deleted a tweet. I'll stand by everything I say. For better or worse. <laughs> but no, at least I don't give a damn. There are some that I wish you would. <laughs> Whenever Louisville basketball, and, and hopefully it's a quick process, gets back to being not just like great and, and you know the, the pinnacle of the sport and all that stuff, like, but when we get back to being normal and we have sustained normalcy and hopefully sustained greatness for a period of time after that, we're going to all look back at this period of time. We're going to try to repress as many memories as possible, but we're going to look back at this time and be like, damn, <laughs> some weird stuff that was going on. Do you remember that? Have you forgotten about this? I feel like 20 years from now, when John Rutherford is, you know, he's in his basketball heyday. Hopefully, he's as crazy about the cards as all of us are. But he's, you know, he goes through a period of time where the head coach says something stupid, or the team slips up and loses a a bad game to Coastal Carolina or somebody, and he's like, he's all gloom and doom. He's all woe is me. He's all, it can't possibly get any worse. And then. I have to jump in and do the whole, you don't know bleep, kid. Let me tell you about some weird times. Whenever we hearken back to this period of time in Louisville basketball history, this weird, this low time, I feel like yesterday is going to be the definitive day, is going to be the day that stands out, at least to me, I can only speak for myself, is going to be the day that sticks out in my mind above all others. Because you had the perfect combination of off-the-court, bungling uh, of a situation. That's a nice way of putting it. Bungled on every level, it, but also kind of like funny, like so bad that it's funny, and you're sort of making jokes about it to distract yourself from what was about to happen on the court, which was maybe the worst and most embarrassing on-court performance Ugh. in the modern history of Louisville men's basketball, and I don't think that's hyperbole. I don't think so either. You have those two things joining together to form like the mega ultimate, this is the Kenny Payne era this is where the program is, type day. That 24-hour period, and of course all the, hey, have you heard anything? Hey, I'm hearing this. Hey, I'm hearing that. That's followed for the the subsequent 12, 15 hours, however long it's been. It's just, it's the full Kenny Payne experience. Wednesday, December 13th, a day that will live in UofL basketball fandom infamy. I think it's, it's the one. Like it's the, it's the day. There have been a lot of just bizarro, crazy, absolutely ridiculous days over the past 21 months. I think yesterday it took the cake. I don't know about you, Trev, but to me, like this is that was the day. Yeah, when you, you talk about the the look talking back to your kids and, and remembering this time. Before this, it was like 
the like the light the end of the crumb era, which is like the late nineties. Yeah. Like compared to that, compared to this, that looks now like you know, your internet dial up just moving slow. Like compared to this is where the <laughs> like the, all the lights are out and the like there's hellfire falling from the sky. It's just like like, well, we had a, thought we had a bad back then. So, real wow, quick. Wow, th- that was a cakewalk. <laughs> to, 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 to belabor your thought. So, Louisville last night after losing falls to 203 on Ken Palm. They finished last season at 290 on Ken Palm. That last Denny Crum year, which like, I, rem- I, mean, I still you, remember. You bringing this up there like in yeah. the 50s, weren't no, no, there? No, 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 no. We, we, we had way to step all over the. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's not right. But so, 290 last year. Two oh, we're in the two hundreds again this year, right now. Two oh two. That team, Denny Crumbs last year. We thought we, I, I thought I would never see anything worse than that. They won twelve games in yeah. Old Conference USA. You got players fighting with each other. You know, players just not paying any attention to the coach. They were one thirty three on Ken Palm. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, maybe the Patino NIT teams were. were All the NIT teams were sixtieth or better. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Maybe. What, but burning like a twelve win Louisville <laughs> team. That was the point where we had to say Denny Crum. A Hall of Famer who basically built this program into the superpower that it became, like national champion twice over, and like not that far removed from being a pretty consistent. Like, it had been in the tournament the year before. It still got so bad. We were that in the Elite season. Eight just two years prior to that, right? I mean, no, what, we weren't. What, what was that? That was ninety. Elite Eight was ninety seven. Ninety seven. Okay, well, ninety nine. I was thinking yeah, we got lost in the first round. Ninety nine. Yeah. The- in a bad four-year run, no tournament wins. We went to the NIT in, in or we had no tournament in '98. First round losses in '99 and 2000, yeah. and then 01 was this season. And we at that point said, "No more." I, I, this man, legend, Hall of Famer, living legend, built the program. It, this is still too bad. That team was almost a hundred spots better than the current team that we're watching right now, and a hundred and sixty spots better than the team that we watched last night, uh, last year. That's how bad things are right now. And never once played defense as poorly in one instance in, the, in a game opposed to last night, where I there was a time last night where I think I take this where like they just I couldn't I just started laughing like I just couldn't help it like I just I, I think I lost my mind maybe I just had taken one too many hits to the dome and I just started just laughing out loud. <laughs> And my mom was in the kitchen. She comes in. She's like, I thought you were watching the game. You watching a movie? I'm like, no. This is just how bad our defense. She saw the score. And she's like, ooh. And just turned around and walked out the door. I'm like, yeah, I know. I mean, it was. Just, oh God, it's, the wildest thing about last night to me I was. I bad for the announcers. Oh, Tim Welsh, who's, by the way, who, who had some of the worst offensive. De- Tim Welsh was the coach at Providence in the, the mid-2000s when we were in the Big East, late, late, the late aughts. Mm, I, remember, and, I remember him. The worst defensive coach. In the Big East during those years, I mean, we would hang like 95 points on those Providence teams every single time we played, and he was like, like almost throwing up at how appalled he was <laughs> by the defense that we played last night. He's like, I've never seen defense this bad. I'm like, you would know, Tim. Like, like if, if anybody's an expert on this, like I trust Tim Welsh's word on this uh, uh, more than just about anybody else. He knows what it's like to completely quit. I mean, those those little defense. Marymount teams played better defense. The, they didn't even try. The craziest thing about last night's game to me is so, you know, I, by the time the second half is happening and it's obvious that we're not going to get any, like, real basketball, I'm I'm looking at the computer, I'm, I'm typing up stuff, I'm trying to get things ready for what may or may not be about to come, and if you're just staring at the computer and you're not really listening to the broadcasters and just paying attention to the crowd noise, you would have no idea who just scored when the ball goes through the basket. Because when Louisville scored, no reaction from the fans. When Arkansas State scored, no reaction from the fans. Like that alone was the most, maybe the most depressing thing that's happened 
in this overwhelmingly depressive period, depressing period of time with the Louisville men's basketball program. Like our fan, and this is when it was still like a relatively close game. You know, we're only behind by. I say this statement. Well, that was been the first five minutes of the game. No, we were behind early. But I mean, like sometimes you just say things out loud, and you're like, oh "My God!" But like we were only behind by like eight or ten at this point in the second half while this oh, is God happening. Lord. Still within striking distance of a three and seven Arkansas State team. But while this is happening, like like. The, the the crowd is just numb. Like, like there's no reaction whatsoever. We're making shots. Like the like they would call timeouts or the TV timeout would hit, and the players were just like walking to the bench and shoulders shrugged. It was like we were watching a practice. Like no crowd noise, no nothing. It was every time I say this, we end up hitting a, a deeper rock bottom. But like this is this has to be the bottom. This has to be the lowest of the low. I mean, other than losing by. 30 to Pepperdine, maybe. I mean, even then, like at that point, like who cares? You know, you know, this was this is a three and seven Arkansas State team that comes into your house and early in the game when it's like 18 to 11, they got dudes throwing L's down in your face and nobody does anything that, about it. That was that that one kind of. I mean, normally I don't, I don't give two bleeps about the L's down things, especially when it comes from UK. It's your rival. But you got Arkansas State coming into your house and just and doing it. That's that's I mean, that that. We would laugh I mean, if like, that, a, that's if like, like an that's 18 like, and 5 Virginia Tech team did that to us back in the day. And we got Arkansas State doing it, and nobody's doing anything about it on our end. I mean, that's the equivalent. That guy just might as well have just gone like and banged my wife, videotaped it, and shown it at my ha- at my birthday party in front of all my friends. I mean, that's what he did. That's okay. insulting. I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a slap in the face. By the way, I almost called the score right 75 68 again for three straight games. Well, we, we we do have a type, it appears. <laughs> we we have a type. <laughs> I mean, that's insane though. You have seventy five three straight games. That's crazy. Well, I think we scored seventy five the other time, right? And yeah, the other time around, yeah. God, that's nuts. <laughs> three three out of the last six games, we've given up seventy four, seventy five, seventy five, and seventy five. It's <laughs> wild that we're seeing these types of efforts. I mean, like like I said, that atmosphere and, and like that player doing that and, and you know all the the other team having the motor mojo like it would have been embarrassing in any other point in our lives if that had been like an NCAA turn like, like an 11 seed type Virginia Tech team for it to be like a, a team that is maybe the second worst team in the Sun Belt picked to finish ninth in the Sun Belt coming into the year I told you it didn't matter by the way it didn't matter I you were right like I mean, like like they that is a bad outside shooting team that wants to get to the basket yeah and we sat there and we were like, "You want to get to the basket? We ain't gonna stop." Oh it. no, we we we, we gave we, up twenty layups or dunks last we night. We made the Washington Generals look like the '94 Knicks playing defense out there. I just, I've made this statement multiple times over the past, you know, since the start of last season. I just never thought it was possible, regardless of these circumstances, for us to to ever get to this point. Like, I don't, I don't care if it was. Even after last year, a little bit. No, I, I, I mean because we were pretty. I mean, last year was bad too. But I'm man. saying, like I said it last year, I'm saying it now. Like I, I just, I can't believe that we're sitting. Like, you could have told me we would have the death penalty. We're not allowed to play on TV. We can't play in the conference. We, we're not allowed to give scholarships. We have to hire a, a grade school coach who d- doesn't know the 10 second rule. Maybe lost 52 to one. Like you could have told me all those things, and I'd still be like, we'll at least compete at a level that's above what we're doing right now, which is giving up layup after layup after layup to Arkansas State. I mean, a guy who was at the game last night sent me a message saying, like, he 
in, in the final minutes, like you, know, you could hear anything going in, in that arena because nobody else was talking. Like Tyler had the ball. It was when he took like Tyler took the really quick shot early in the shot clock, and he's like, I told him I was like Tyler shoot it, and he just shot it, and then it took him out of the game. I'm like, we have fans calling like telling our players what to do, and they're listening at this point. I mean, you, the PA guy didn't even have to use the mic. I think I could hear him just you saying hear everything. It. Yeah, he was saying it next. I was like, hey, his mic's off. It didn't matter. I mean, I don't know what the next step now is. Well, I mean, I know what the next step is. I don't know when it happens. We're on watch. I mean, you've heard. Yeah, it's. it's, it's everybody's heard a million things now. You know, you, this was the thing where in the middle of the game, I'm getting texts like, it could happen tonight. And, and then you're hearing, hey, you're hearing late afternoon news dump. It might. It might happen while we're on the air. Or now you're hearing, hey, I'm hearing it's going to happen tomorrow. It's You just, we all know what the next step is. It's just a matter of the details at this point. And like, the only hard detail that I can give you. Because everyone wants to know everything, and, and you know, people are. My, my phone does not stop buzzing, and I don't, I don't have that much to give people. The only thing that I can tell you is that Kenny Payne is he's not going to go the Chris Mack route as far as he's going to negotiate a, a lower buyout. Like apparently, that's just simply not okay. going to. Like so, this is, is the one thing he fights for. He is very much going to fight that. He's like, shown no life in two years as a coach, and this is what he fights for. Oh well, that makes sense. Yeah, he he's going like like. He's gonna get his money if you want to, you know, if you want to fire him, he's getting the eight mil. And I think that, that I think there was some hope when things started to go when, when it was apparent a couple of weeks ago that this was just not gonna, it's not working. There was some hope that maybe they could come to some sort of agreement and this would be the best thing for all parties concerned. That's not going to happen, and I, I think that that will be if there is a holdup here. It's like that's gonna be the holdup. I, I think the, I mean. Let's weigh the. Let me ask you because we've kind of gone back and forth. You have said more, you know, multiple times the last couple of years since we've been doing the show. Which unfortunately we've had to have this discussion twice now in the in the small amount of time that we've been on the air. But you've talked about how typically you you're not in favor of firing coaches mid season. I am not. Where do you stand right now in this moment? If Trevor Kelsey's <laughs> the AD, do you just pull the trigger now and say? I don't care what the fallout is. I don't care who's on the staff. I don't care what the details are. We just have to have something happen. First of all, the sad part is, is we're not even at midseason. We're not. We're, te- we're, 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 we're not even ten in, games into the season. We're not even technically in conference. I know we bet we we have played Virginia Tech, but we're not even in conference play yet. No, we're still we're still we're in, not, like, it's still December. We're in the bye game portion of the schedule. Where we're supposed to be all having fun and not sure whether or not we're good. And we're like, this is the worst thing we've ever seen. I in mean, our lives. We, we haven't even reached Chris. I don't think Hanukkah's over yet. It's not. We're in the middle. We, we, we are, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're in the heart of Hanukkah. I mean, we have that's that's where so, to say. What do you you change your mind on fire? I mean, it I, doesn't matter. I said we're not even there. Um. But no, I'm normally not at any point. There. I mean, like the last maybe a couple of weeks or something of a season, like you did Petrino. But um, I usually don't see any any positive in it. I, in this case, I'd say you got to pull the trigger almost now. I mean, maybe not today or tomorrow, but sooner than later. And, and Pepperdine could be a great example because this team, I mean, that was that was giving up. And hundred percent. I mean, they just they weren't even trying. I mean, there was one play where Denario just. I mean. Uh, poor kid. I mean, I, I feel like you had to put an X on the court so you just know where to stand on defense. You played him like 20 minutes last I night, know, too. I know, I know. And it just uh, – and I felt bad because I don't know if you end up watching it, you know, with, with Sky and, and Brandon. During, the whole uh, Highfield stuff, like, really, I, I, felt, as, I felt terrible. And Sky, and Sky and I, he looked down, but he he's, he's looked that way a little bit in some of the press conferences as well, rightfully so. But Brandon, I mean, he just had to – as soon as he sat down, I'm like – and it took him a little longer to get there than normal for the press conference. I'm thinking he's got an expression of a guy. I can't tell if it's either his his roommate Karan being off the team or just being told right now 
this coach isn't going to be here within the next 48 hours. I mean, he had that one of those two things was, was clearly weighing on him and it could have been obviously the former more than the latter, but it might've been both. And he just, he looked like, I mean, he looked like he was at a funeral, which he may have been at some point. He cried. He, uh, I mean, he looked like, I don't know if he actually cried, but he looked like he was going to. I think there were some tears. I, I, <laughs> and I did, like, that was hard to watch because it does, it, we've made. Because you feel bad because they believe in him. I mean, they, I'm, I'm assuming. I, see, but I don't even know if that's what it is. Like, like we're, we're obviously, on the radio show, it's a lot of, we've been pissed off about the state yeah. of the program. We've made jokes about things. And, and you do have to remember, like, there are kids in this program who's like, like, their future is directly tied to what's going on right now. And Brent Huntley Hatfield is a kid who came here with, by both accounts, his account and Kenny Payne's account, the intention of being here for a year and then going to the NBA draft. That's the mindset that he had. And look, he didn't play very well last year. There were times where he just didn't play hard. But he's still very like, like he's played harder than than most guys on this team this year. He was the only guy at the beginning of last night's game who seemed to be giving a damn whatsoever. And to see him, I, like you said, I don't know if it was the... Because he mentioned Karan being his roommate and they were he, close. He, he loves Karan. He tweeted yeah. after the game about how much he still loves Karan and said he's he's like legitimately a good guy. I think he just wants to, to be known. Like Whatever led to this, like, yeah, like, we'll get into that I think Karan's again, a good yeah. guy. Yeah, we have more to say on Karan. But he... I, I don't know if it's just he sees that this is a failure. He sees that he like like I'm not going to be able to do anything personally because of how bad this is going to get. I don't know if it's because he does just love Kenny Payne, but he was visibly upset last night so much so that he felt like he couldn't like really answer the question that he was he just kind of stared and yeah. was trying to fight back tears. And that that sucks. That's hard to watch. It is. It's, it's difficult. I mean, it's, it's, the whole thing. Sucks. And it's, I feel bad for him because I think this team has more talent than we're obviously seeing from the, and getting out from the coaching staff. I said the same thing last year too. I mean, but of course it does. But you know, back to your original question. Yeah, I, at this point, no, normally you have to because if you're not going to do it before Pepperdine, and you're going to use Pepperdine as, as you know a last ditch chance to see if this team, but this team shows up and plays anything like they did against Arkansas State, you you can't like you can't take going to the Kentucky game. Kenny Pepperdine Bain. hasn't won a road game in yeah. four years. I mean, I'm not going to use this as a variety. If Kenny Payne's coaching for his job in the game against Pepperdine, then. Well, we I just want to see if this team's going to give up or not again. They've already given up. We had we have two full hours of evidence from last night. I mean, not just that. DePaul as well, to a degree. I mean, yeah, other yes. games. I mean, other stretches too. Last night, the giving up was like an entire like eleven minutes of the second half. They may as well have just laid like, down on the floor. Yeah, I mean, there's other games this year where we can point in situations of three, four, five minute stretches where they've also given up, and they may have just kind of turned it around at some, and, and, and at some point it, it, before the game ends. Last night they didn't. Think about the people. The 10 minute, 10, 11 minute mark. They just they tapped out. It was it was over. And I mean, they weren't trying. There were multiple people, whether it was Tim Welsh on the broadcast or people who cover college basketball, who, who are coaches or, or writers or whoever. There were multiple people last night who have no ties to to the University of Louisville men's basketball program whatsoever. No no skin in the game. They don't give a bleep if, if Louisville's good at basketball. Who were like visibly offended by the way that we were playing last they, night. Because they grew up the same way Tim, we did with Louisville being Louisville. It's not even that, though. Tim, Tim Welsh, I mean, at a certain point when you've been involved in basketball, like you realize how much of a, a privilege it is to wear a college jersey anywhere. And the way that we played last night, it was disrespectful to the game of basketball, and, and I, I'm not being hyper, hi, hyperbolic. I know you're not. Like these kids, they to, to use Kenny, Kenny Payne always talks about. You know, they don't understand what it's like to play for the front of the jersey. It's insanely true. It doesn't justify what they've done and, and what what he hasn't done as a head coach here. But 
it's so clear that they have no respect whatsoever, most of them, for what it means not just to wear a Louisville jersey, but to wear a jersey, period, at, at this level of college basketball. The opportunity that's been afforded of them, like, they just... They go out there, and they could not give a bleep less, most of them. And, and you, you can't have that for another 25 games. Or how, how many games do we got left? I mean... We've only played 10, so 10, we've got so we at got, least 21. Yeah, we got 21. It, it, with that being said, because of that, because of the way... I mean, you, I would say you had, almost had to pull the trigger. I mean, I was I'm promoting a Manning or a Nolan or whomever going to make this team significantly better. Probably not, but... For the sake of just the mental health, I mean, that's a big thing. But the mental health of probably these kids and this fan base, you almost have to do it. Let's weigh the pros and cons because— And that comes the, down to who do you pick, Manning or Nolan, maybe. The pro is—I think the pro is obvious, and it's what you kind of said there in the middle. The fan base is—restless isn't even the word. Like, like, like beyond, yeah. Everybody is on the same page now. There are no more people who are holding out hope and saying, you guys are going to look silly when Kenny Payne turns this thing around— Everybody is like, this is the most embarrassing thing we've ever gone through as fans. Something has to change. And firing Kenny Payne at least appeases that, right? It, yeah. sto- it stops all the – because at the end of that, fairly or unfairly, Josh Hurd is now being directly lumped into this. And you've got people out there who are like, Josh is looking bad. Like, this is starting to make Josh look bad. And, like, that talk is only going to continue. Because, look, this team's not going to get – a ton better like, like they're, no. they're not going to have this turnaround moment where it's like hey they're actually not that bad like we've seen enough at this point it's been six weeks and, well they're and better than what we've seen but for sure i mean you know you, they, they, they've quit yeah exactly. last night was a quitting yeah. the, the, there's no way around it and so firing him it at least says this is unacceptable we've got to move on now it's not as simple as you fire him the fans are back. Like we kind of rallied around that team a little bit after Chris Mack got fired. It didn't like the on-court results weren't great, but you had the fan base that for a temporary period of time was like, let's support the players. Mike McGee seems like he's at least fiery. He's he's saying the types of things that we want the head coach to say, and, and there was some support there. This go round, I, I don't think it's going to be like, like there's not going to be a gigantic uptick in. Well, you don't have the players somewhat revolt like this situation like you did with Mac is too as well. I mean, you had Malik Williams leading the charge to fire. It was Mac. basically just him. True, but he was loud enough to be enough for everyone. And, and he kind of spoke for everyone, yeah. I think. This is a, a little bit different than that. I, I think the if you're looking at the cons, y- you also mentioned this. I don't think there's somebody that you can just elevate on the staff that the fan base is going to be like, cool, let's let's roll. I mean, I'm, it's it, going to be a nice surge, though, regardless, because you just. I mean, I'll tell you what's going to be. It, it, I mean, it, it'll be Nolan Smith if they do this. Like that's. And I don't know if I'm. I, I was thinking about this last night, debating in my own mind which one would be the better pick, but it doesn't matter. Like I'm telling you right now, like when when this happens, it will be Nolan Smith, and that's for just a fan pop, I assume. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess the fans would be more excited about him. I, I mean, like I'm kind of a like. I want everybody gone. Like, oh yeah, when, after when the things, season they are. Yeah, I, I want them gone right now. Like, wow. like <laughs> when things get this bad, like nobody has done their part. That's like, yeah. It's like we said all last year, for a program the stature of Louisville's to hit the the lows that it hit last year and now again this year, everybody has to be involved. Everybody like it's not like one group is 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 pulling their weight. And it's just it's just Kenny Payne, or it's just the players, or it's just the assistants, or it's just the fan. Like everybody's bleeped this up, and. 
like Nolan Smith hasn't exactly covered himself in glory since he got here. Let's just say it. No. Like you know, he has the recruiting hasn't been great. He's got into it with fans on Twitter, all this stuff. He tried to leave for a, a, a he G wanted League a job. G League job. Yeah. I mean, he he also has this is his third year as a full time assistant. He was only a full time assistant at Duke for the one season before he left here, and look, the the returns are not great. The two times a year, he also made some negative headlines, refusing to ha- shake hands after the North Carolina game. Um, he's he's reputation's kind of up and down like Danny Manning is a guy who's been a head coach before a couple of times but not great returns there either he was the interim at Maryland a couple of years ago I mean I think we'd get the most out of this team if Manning did take over but I mean I'm not saying that's like he's but that's gonna... not even like the most important thing no at this point. no I mean it's, I'm talking about maybe getting us to 10 wins if that's the case the other thing I mean the other cons the financial aspect of it which is a part of this there's there's no way around it um you know you, you fire him now He's not going to negotiate for the lower buyout. You're going to have to pay him a full eight mil. Um, you, you're targeting some coaches out there, whether it's the usual suspects or some other guys that are farther down the list. That all, most of them, have significant buyouts attached to their names. Like there's that. Um, I, I mean, the the like it's almost like a fourth level concern, but the fact that you still do have like a season to, to play, like you've got three full months to go, and like do the like, how. We have to take the players into consideration at some point. Like, like, what do they want for the rest of the year? Like, how do they finish this out? This whole thing is just—it's so messy. But it's so messy because the results have quite literally never been this bad in the modern history since any of us listening, talking, whatever, have been alive. I, I just there, there's no obvious answer here. There's no just hey, we need this. People wanted it to be so simple this time two years ago. Yeah, everyone was doing the like fire Mac now and hire Kenny Payne today. Let him hit the recruiting trail, and, I, and you know I was kind of like, no, 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 no. Let, let, let's not do that. And there's nothing. The, the, the sad fact, it's like the big thing I wrote earlier. Like everybody just wants to do something. This is terrible. My emotions are everywhere. We've got to act, 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 act. It's our natural inclination as human beings, and the reality is there's just nothing that can be done to save this right now. No, I mean, and you don't really see, I mean, coaches being dismissed, God forbid, this early in the season. I mean, usually you've got something linked to them that re- results in their being dismissed. I mean, or it's Matt, a mutual deal like Turgeon at Maryland a couple years exactly. ago. Exactly, and, 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 and that's just one of the, even a rare situation. I mean, more wow. often than not, you look at a coach being dismissed before, you know, anywhere in January before, it's, you know, Mac had some issues, obviously, off the court, you know, good or bad. I mean, there's, there's always something connected with the coach leading to the firing. Chris Beard, I, you know, yada, yada, yada. Right, it's always on off the court. Exactly. There's some something of some kind, whether you agree with it or not. There's a level of some kind of connection. I mean, this is just flat out bad. I mean, this is just, I mean, I, I don't even know. I mean, how, and you don't even see that very often. I mean, at any level, whether it be Louisville or Arkansas State, because for God's sake. Because it never gets this bad. Yes, that's, and that's how like rare Louisville. this is and how just exceptional this is. And I mean, I don't know if I, I agree. I mean, I don't know which one you promote, whether it be Manning. I don't think it really does really matter to a degree. I mean, maybe you get more of a, a fan pop from Nolan because of the connections. And Manning probably, I think, would do a little bit better job. I don't think it's that big a difference to make, it, to make that choice, but. You got with Payne. I mean, yeah, you got to. I almost don't want to go into the Kentucky game with Kenny Payne still. I mean, I just feel like it, it, we do. Good, good lord. I mean, well, how bad is that going to be? Is, well, is, is Cal we, just going to hold up on us though? Or I think he will. I think that's the thing. As you say, if we fire him before the Kentucky game, Cal doesn't care and like runs it up. It's like, oh no, we may embarrass ourselves and lose by fifty. It's like it'd be like the tenth most embarrassing thing of the season. Already. I would rather lose by sixty to, to Kentucky without Kenny Payne than lose by thirty to Kentucky with Kenny Payne. Let's end the segment on this because I want to talk about the Kron stuff and, and Kenny Payne's post game presser next.
next segment. But so we talk about the, the, the getting to this point. It would have to have taken the failure of all failures, and the biggest piece of evidence that that's exactly what's transpiring. Louisville loses last night to Arkansas State again, a terrible team that comes onto your home floor and beats you by twelve, and really leads from start to finish. Yeah, they fell well. twenty-one spots in the net rankings from two seventy-two to two ninety-three. There are only 362 teams that play Division One college basketball. Louisville is currently one spot behind 2-7 and seven Cal Poly out of the Big West and two yeah. spots behind 0-7 oh Texas Southern out of the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Did Eastern Washington get a win? Uh, Eastern, well, Eastern Washington is still ahead of us, so oh, it doesn't really doesn't even matter. matter. Um, <laughs> they're better than us. No We're problem. behind two winless teams. Eastern, not only is Eastern Washington ahead of us, they are significantly ahead of us. They are 2-15. <laughs> not by one. So it's so bad that not only are we embarrassed, we are actively hurting our conference. There were multiple fan bases that. last night that went in, like their message boards were, were were floating, like worried about their seat in the NCAA tournament because not we may lose to Louisville or anything like that, but because when we play Louisville, we're going to drop in the net regardless of how many points we beat them by. This is a absolutely true fact. I didn't believe it when I first saw it. I looked at it more. It's it's accurate. The ACC right now is the fifth best conference in college basketball in according to the net rankings. If Louisville wasn't in the ACC, the ACC would be the third best conference in college basketball in the net rankings. We have taken we have single-handedly just us dropped the ACC two spots as a conference in the net rankings. And anyone who plays us during conference play is going to drop and drop multiple spots regardless of how many points they beat us by because the net caps their the, the their um uh, the, the value that they put on margin of victory at 10 points. So if you're in North Carolina and you're you're playing for your net ranking, you you want to pay to beat us. You beat us on the road by 65, you're still going to drop like seven or eight spots in the net rankings. That's sad. Has that ever happened? Not at this level. I mean, that's just we're so bad beating us hurts you. I'm not sure we could try to be this bad. But I can't remember what when we did when we did our predictions for the uh, 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 at a conference schedule. I think I said four wins. You said three. I said three, and you, you said, said I think you had eight. You said three. You? I said seven. Okay. I just so we're kind of meeting in, in the middle, right? I just losing the two games in New York, Kentucky, and DePaul, and I thought we'd beat all the other bad teams. So yeah, we are. I mean, we're at four. I think we'll, we, we I mean, got two if we, left. If we can beat Pepperdine, that'd be possible. We'll meet in the middle right there. That's kind of cool. They, well, I don't know if we're going to beat Pepperdine at this I, point. <laughs> now you're getting to my level, okay? <laughs> I'm with you though a little bit. I haven't even looked at. I didn't even have to watch much about Arkansas. I spent five minutes looking State. through their. Uh, who cares? The announcer said Arkansas a couple times last night. I was like, this would be almost acceptable if this was Arkansas. It's not. <laughs> they had a former Arkansas player. I mean, I, it took me five minutes looking just looking through the roster and and going that we're going to lose to this team. Was it the transfer from Tarleton State that made you that nervous? I mean, the, 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 the transfer from Tarleton State is crossing up the former five-star prospect, Sky Clark. I'm I mean, like, this yeah. is hell. This is unbelievable. I mean, wa- watching Trey White just put his head down and just try to go to the lane and get blocked every time. Thank God we got Danilo, though. Let's go to break. When we come back, we'll talk about the Karan Davis saga, the latest chapter from last night, Kenny Payne's comments after the game, all that good stuff. It's the Mike Rutherford Show, two- Thursday edition here on 1450 The Big X. You can hide.
Uh, we're back in. Mike Brother Show, 1439, on the Big X. You want a quick little piece of uh, positive news? Alabama wide receiver transfer, Ja'Cory Brooks, according to multiple reports, including one from uh, On3 and one from Rivals, will be visiting Louisville, taking his official visit, gets in town tonight. This is a former five-star recruit. Played in Miami, didn't he? Uh, no. He's just, okay, just Alabama. Right. Just Bama. Three years at Bama. Was wildly productive two seasons ago as a sophomore. Uh, 39 catches, 674 yards, eight touchdowns. Did not play a ton this year, caught just three passes. That's why he's in the transfer portal. But we need help at receiver. He's a big-time guy. Played as a true freshman at Bama uh, in 2021. Caught 15 passes for 192 yards and two touchdowns that season. And then was one of their best receivers a year later. He's got a couple years of eligibility left. Let's make it happen. He's a speed stretch guy, if I remember right. He is 6'2", 195. So I would hope so. He's got kind of Jameson Williams type of just – just speed guy, big speed guy on the outside. I mean, he's a kid from Miami who played at Alabama for three years. Was, was a five star. I'm, I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can work with that. Oh yeah, I think he's probably got the skills that we could use. <laughs> we can find a spot for him. Even if, and if he doesn't work out, well, good luck to you next time. Uh, the topic at hand, though, the Louisville men's basketball program being an absolute dumpster fire for the, I don't know, 1200th consecutive day. We talked about the game. <laughs> we have not really. D- gotten too deep into the the Karan Davis stuff, the stuff that we spent basically two hours and 45 minutes on yesterday. We kept going after we left. It kept going after we left. Uh, you know, Karan was was at the game, wasn't talking to people, um, so he said he couldn't talk to people. Kenny Payne was asked, I think, five different questions in the post-game press conference what, about Karan Davis. It was like, the I think, at least three of the first four were about Karan. Yeah. The first one was just the game, and then... You had at least three, if or not four, yeah, Karan Davis straight, yeah, questions. He basically wouldn't answer anything. No, he kept giving, I'm not dwelling on A it. A lot of dodging. I will get, I, I wish I knew who asked the question, but I, I will give props to whoever. I think it was the second question asked that was focused on the messaging. And, and said what we had talked about so much on the show, which was, you know, you've been saying for weeks now, he's not in trouble, yeah. he's still a part of the team. How do you go from that message to he's been kicked off the team out of nowhere, I, 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 and Payne basically just said, we put out a statement, I thought it yeah. was pretty clear. I'm like, well, you put out two, and they were conflicting, <laughs> so it wasn't that clear. And that was it. He's like, I'm not going to talk anymore about it. I think Karan's a good kid. We're moving on. I, I just, I, and I know he didn't want to bring it in, and I know probably people were kind of like, I'm sure there's somebody else wanted to ask him another question about it, and was probably getting a look from you know, somebody there being like, don't don't you dare bring up Karan Davis again. They kept doing it, though. To but, their credit, they kept asking. And there was some, I mean, I felt like I wanted to text some people that I may thought was in that in that press conference being like, just ask one question for me. If he's not in trouble, then why did you dismiss the kid that's not in trouble? Which was basically what that, that I mean, question all, was. I mean, just plainly, I, I would have just gone, I would have literally gone Michael Scott on him. I would be like, can you explain this to me, Kenny, like a third so, grader? Because I, I, I don't understand. I've been thinking because there was such a weird back and forth and because you had had pain saying for so long he's not in trouble he's just not with the team yeah and then you got the, the statements coming out yesterday saying he's told us he wants to transfer and then Karan's like no and then they're like okay yeah he, we dismissed him we just wanted to, we wanted to protect the kid I, I've been thinking that they there had to have been some glaring event like we dove into the the prospects the possibility of this being kind of like an NCA issue or was the fight real like talking to some people who I think would know there was no one incident. Like, like this, this wasn't a gigantic deal. It was basically just like Payne kind of thought the kid had a bad attitude and was a bad influence on, on, on the team, and so he 
couldn't keep him, which makes this almost even worse to me. Like, which doesn't look good because Kron has not acted like that in any way whatsoever. No, but we don't see practices. We, we, no, we don't. But usually you can get kind of a, a feel for that with think maybe. From- Here's the thing. From, from Kenny's perspective, he's trying to protect the kid. This is what he would say. I'm, I'm trying to protect the kid. I want to keep his reputation intact. I don't want to embarrass him. The way that they've handled, I would argue, and if I'm somebody around him who I think has, I think people around him have tried to make this point to him and he just doesn't want to hear it, the way that this was handled was more embarrassing for Karan Davis than if you had just come out yeah. and said in early November, he suspended for a violation of team rules and then said when the semester ended, he has been dismissed from the program. If you just do that and make it cut and dry, the fact that they did this whole confusing He's actually on the team. He's fine. There's nothing wrong with him. Oh, but he's attending our games in street clothes and playing for tickets. We don't know what's up with that. It made no sense whatsoever, and it opened the door for crazy rumors to float around. And I said this yesterday. Like, It's unforgivable, given that we know that everyone involved in the, in the, the program was aware of the rumor that was out there. Like we don't need to act like this is oh some uh, some secret thing. Everybody's heard it at this point. There was a rumor that Karan Davis and Kenny Payne got into an altercation that had to be broken up by security. I still don't think that happened the way that it was laid out. Dave said it didn't happen. Karan said it didn't happen. U of L said it didn't happen. Kenny Payne. Everyone says it didn't happen. But you know that's out there, and you know that being so vague about the fact that literally a week after this rumor spreads throughout the entire city that he's just mysteriously gone from the team and you won't say why, <laughs> you know that this is going to be like, like the, the door is wide open for stuff like this to rage and for that specific fire to continue to burn. Like, have some self-awareness for God's sake. It is better for you, it's better for Karan, it's better for the fan base to simply say, violation of team rules, he's not with the team right now, we'll revisit his status, and then kick him off the team. If you And I know that you're trying, like Kenny's, I'm a player's coach, I'm a player. you are a leader now. You are the head coach of the University of Louisville men's basketball program. You've got to show, show leadership. And sometimes, if a kid's not doing what you want him to do, you've got to kick his ass to the curb. It happens at every great program. And Kenny just didn't want to do it. I, you're right. I mean, it was instead of not, not wanting to embarrass Kron, I mean, he, they embarrassed Kron, they embarrassed the school, they embarrassed Kenny. Kenny embarrassed himself. I mean, everyone should be embarrassed in the situation because it was handled like, 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 just by, like by two-year-olds. I mean, it's pretty much... Yeah, you mentioned it a second ago. Crawford, I think, did a great tweet where he's like, everything could have – if you just said on um, compensate or text, whatever game it was with the original press conference, those those four little words, violation of team rules. That's all you had to say. Yeah. Would there still been speculation? Of course there was. What else do we got to do? Well, you're playing on the court, speculating about a player not getting, on, not getting playing time is about the best we can do right now. But at least we would know he'd be off the team instead of just the – He's not off the team. He's he's okay. He's had nothing wrong. He wants to transfer. And Kron, you know, being like, "Hey, listen, dude, I'm not. I don't want to transfer." Louisville's like, "Oh well, uh, my bad. We, yeah, we lied. We, you know, sorry about that. Oops. We were trying to protect him. And honestly, we're just trying to protect ourselves because we just we can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Apparently, in this org- in this in this program on his coaching staff. So now he's just off the team. And you ask him, no, no, no I'm not going to tell you why. Can't just right." Just, I, I mean, I, I don't know, you know. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Like, I don't even know how you can just screw up so many ways and so many times. It's not that hard. The thing is, as sports fans, if you followed U of L, I'm sure you've seen news from other programs, and Lord knows, you know, we've dealt with player suspensions before. And you know, yeah. after a certain point in your life as a fan, like, you know, the way that things like this are handled. And, and you see, hey, so and so at 
Ole Miss is suspended for a violation of team rules, or so and so is taking a leave of absence, or their academic punishment. Like you, so when you see something that's so far from the norm, so atypical, as in a coach in an answer about where a player is saying he's not in trouble, yeah, he's, he's still, still part of the team. Yeah. I didn't know he was at the Bellarmine game. Cool that he was. Like it, it, it's so bizarre and so unusual that it makes you believe it. Like. As a fan, like your mind immediately goes to something, some crazy bleep must have happened here. There's no way around it, and that's the route that the program, or at least the the person in the head of the program, chose to go with this. It's just so tone deaf and reeks of I've got no idea how to run this show. I like I, the, the little stuff, all the intangibles that come with running any program, but especially a program the size of the University of Louisville men's basketball program. It just reeks of. I, I, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm a, a six-year-old driving a car for the first time. Oh, and by the way, I'm blindfolded. I don't know what any of these buttons do. I don't know what these signs on the road mean. Everybody's kind of yelling at me. I, I can't stop this either. I, I, don't, I don't know what to do. Just somebody take this wheel and take me home so this whole thing can stop. <laughs> He's tuned since the driving cat from the old <laughs> SNL skits, and we're all going off a cliff. I think Paul Rogers had a great statement too in the pregame. He was like, "The crazy thing is, this is about a guy's not even playing. Like we're, we're just playing awesome. zero minutes yeah. in, in a Could real you, game. Imagine, I mean, this, we're not even talking like, like we're not even talking like Mike James here. We're talking about a kid. And they no disrespect to Cron Davis, but a kid who would, wouldn't even expect it to be even be an impact. Like, and, and this is what you're going through for this. I mean, just just say he's off the team." Yeah, I mean, it's just it was ridiculous. It was bungled in, in, in every way possible, and then when, and, and then when Kenny Payne gets asked about it, he just. He, I mean, what kind of example are you setting for these kids? If you're Kenny Payne, you said you want to, you're, you're doing it for the kids. To, what are you? Your example is just lie to everybody point blank and and and, and avoid any kind of responsibility because that's what you're teaching the kids. Which, by the way, kind of does make sense by the way they watched play defense last night. I, I don't think that he's doing anything intentionally malicious. I, I don't think that he's. No, I, think he's I, I don't think that he's trying to hurt the kids. I, I don't think that he's he, he's trying to embarrass the fan base of the program. I just don't think that he has any idea what to do, and that's where I am at this point. I, I mean, it was my fear coming into this. It's been realized a thousand times over. He just doesn't know what to do. No, he doesn't know how to handle this stuff, and he won't listen to people around him that I think do have some idea of. Uh, of, of how to handle stuff like this. Do you think even like his, like guys like Nolan and Manny have just given up even trying to talk to him? Because I mean, say what you want about Dave Manning. Manning, I mean, at least has been an experience as a head coach and, and has shown he can at least be a 500 coach with, with minimal talent. I don't think there's a lot of communication amongst the coaching staff. I mean, that's just. That's, uh, that's where I'll leave it. I'll leave it there. I don't think that there's. Anywhere near the level of communication that you would typically see from a college basketball, hell, I mean, any sports coaching staff at any level, I think that they just don't, they don't talk. Um, That's just sad. I mean, yeah, it, it's all sad. You, you need to pull the trigger now. I mean, just do it. I mean, I I kind of partly thought about waking up and finding you know a text from people about the, the news conference. I don't even know if we go into Beller. I mean, Pepper Nine with him as coach. I mean. If anything, I tell, I I tell my you, my eyes out, my eyes, my ears. You know what I, I partly want to do is just tell him not to come to the game and then put out a release that says he's still part of the team, but he won't be here. He's not in trouble, but he won't be on the coaching staff. Definitely not in trouble. Definitely not in trouble. Absolutely not in trouble. Couldn't be in less trouble. And then put him. We in just a, don't want him anywhere near. And then stick him in one seventeen. <sighs> the last night was also the first night, and this was. It's funny because we had just talked about this on the show. 
about how the fans that were actually showing up to games, you know, it was a sort of an apathetic atmosphere, but some of the fans were trying to root the team on, and you hadn't heard any booing like you heard in the Chris Mack era at the very end of it. Last night, there were boos. For the yeah, very first time since Kenny Payne took over, there was a, a cascade of boos from the, you know, 750-plus fans in attendance at the, wow, at the game. Wow, you're being generous with that number. There's no way there were 700 people in the crowd. It, I mean, if DePaul wasn't a breaking point or a tipping point or whatever, like, like for some people, for the, that la- the last vestiges of, of the so-called KP Mafia or the Kenny Payne supporters or the I will just never be negative about anything, last night sure seemed to be like the, 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 the final hangers-on let go of their grip, and we're like, okay, this is just the worst of, of, of all worse. And, and the booze rained down, and you could just tell like the, the, the players looked like they just wanted to go back to their dorm rooms. The, the, the coaching staff looked like they just wanted to go back to their dorm rooms. <laughs> they just, like everybody, everybody associated with Louisville basketball, the guys wearing the white zip-ups and the guys wearing the black uniforms, just wanted to be anywhere else in the world besides the KFC Yum Center. And it did feel, like I said, it was like this was – it, it it didn't change anything. We've already been at this point for a while now. Yeah, but, but it was the like the day that I think sticks out. I think we all we all remember the Chris Mack getting booed at at the end of the Notre Dame game, and then the post game press conference where Malik Williams gets asked the question, "Has he lost the the team?" And he kind of stares and thinks about it and says, "Like I got to say no comment to that." Like that was the moment where it was like, "Okay, like like everybody's out, everybody's gone. This is beyond any sort of possible repair." And last night, if, if if it hadn't happened a million times before, last night was the it, it was it like that's the definitive. I mean, day. Do you believe Josh can pull this trigger before before Kentucky or even Pepperdine? Yeah. Okay. I hope he can. I mean, as far as like, what do you mean? Like, like working out the dotting the eyes and and crossing the t's to, to like make sure all the little stuff gets done. Is that what you're asking? Or just just being able to just pull the trigger and being like, let's just get it done. Let's do it now. Let's get let's get in here and spend a couple hours, get the financials worked out, and get your butt out the door. Yeah, I mean, I I think that there's been preliminary communication. I think that that's what I got. Do I got to like put up a? I mean, do a charity car wash or something? I mean, I'll go out there and scrub cars. Let's get it done. Let's get that eight million raised. Scrub a lot. The only thing is, like you know, it's like finding Nemo when they they get out. They finally you know they finally get out in the ocean and they're all sitting there. They're like, okay, what now? That's kind of what I feel like is going to happen when we finally when we get rid of Kenny Payne. Everyone's be like, "Yay, our long nightmare is over!" And then we're like, "Oh, please. oh no, it's not we over." Twenty one games yeah. left to play. What do we do now? We can't start really talking to head coaches because they're all actively in their seasons. Like, it's no, just, but you, you, we can't go twenty more games. I don't think so. With, I'm with, with you with the Kenny with this whole Kenny Payne thing. Of, I mean, whether it be Danny Manning or Nolan or, or Jameson or Reese Gaines or. Let whoever. Josh Jameson coach the team. I mean, whoever you just the, the Kenny Payne stink is just. I mean, it's bo inside Seinfeld's car, and you got to get rid of the car. On that note, we'll take a break. When we come back, the four o'clock hour is up. That means you're up on the Thornton text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. I have not glanced at it. I'm sure it's lively. We'll get to all of your thoughts coming up after the break. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. Down, 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 and the flames went higher. 
and it burns, burns, burns. The ring of fire, the ring of fire. <sighs> if last night was in fact the, the the Kenny Payne swan song, the last that we hear from him for a while at least. It was nice that he got, like, one last shot of the fans out. I don't know if you caught that at his post-game press conference. No, maybe I missed it. What, what was it? Yeah, one last, you know, he was asked, he basically said, like, he doesn't owe the fans anything or anything like that. And, you know, he's he knows that he gave his all to the, the program every single day. You know, the other answer he gave when he was like, if I, do I think I gave my, did I cheat Sky Clark? Nine times out of ten, I'm going to say no. I'm like, well, why is the why are you cheating him at all? Like, that's just, why, why why is there one day where you're just like, yeah, I'm going to cheat him, not giving him my all here. I'm going to double check. I know I only got a 14 in the ACT and Matt, but I think I want to check that math score on that one. I think you cheated him about. He made the same cheats him nine out of ten times. Yeah, there was one last little shot where he's like, I don't I don't really care about the fans. I don't owe you guys anything. I, oh, I miss that. You part. guys don't know what you're talking about. I was like, yeah, Jesus, come on. In, in fairness, though, when you ask Kenny a question, he just rambles on about nothingness. Like you start to doze off a little bit during his answers. I won't miss it. Whenever it happens, I won't miss it. One thing that I never miss is the Thornton's text line. We love you guys texting in at five zero two four one four fourteen fifty and using your refreshing rewards app at every Thornton's location in the city to save yourself some money at the pump or save yourself some money inside when you grab a tasty treat from one of this area's thirty three thousand three hundred thirty three Thornton's locations. Do all that and then text us. God, the text line is, is loaded. 502-414-1450. I just saw, in the middle of all these texts, I see a Scoots text. And he says, maybe the biggest lie told in Rutherford history, Louisville has a better chance of winning three more games than TK does of washing cars to raise money. Erroneous. I don't even know what he's talking about. Well, because I said I'd wash cars to raise money to, to buy out Kenny Payne. Right, but I don't know what, I don't know where the, the better what? chance of winning three more games came from. Anyway. Did I? Did, I mean, that wasn't a bar set. You, your, your Rutherford guarantees at five. It is, and people keep look. I, there were like seventeen people last night before the game even ended who were like nervous about that guarantee. No, I'm not nervous about the guarantee. It's the guarantee. I've made what four or five, I think, on on this show or past radio shows. Never not come to fruition. Never not happened. I didn't say the wins had to come under Kenny Payne. They may well, come that's under a good point. Seven, maybe it's like seventeen different head coaches this year. Who the hell knows? I, I still like my rotating Daily Show host idea. But we're gonna win at least five games this year. The guarantee is the guarantee. Anyone who says I'm nervous about this is a jealous hater and loser. They're ridiculous. I don't need them in my life. I cut them out because I know the guarantee is the guarantee. Don't say that I'm not confident. Don't say that I'm nervous because I'm not. I'm 100 percent confident. Someone asked me scale one to ten how nervous are you? I said ten positive. We'll win at least one more game. Scoots, he's basically calling me lazy, saying there's no shot I'd be washing cars. Well, that's a, he's not wrong about that. That that normally is true, Scoots. I give you that, but you have no idea the the wear and tear of watching uh, the, the the motivation of not having to see the defense play the way again in an Arkansas State game. The rest of the season, we'll make a man get up and wash a car. Texture says Tyler Shuck, you Kenny Payne. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> 502-414-1450. Texas, if KP did violate NCAA rules somehow, we could fire him with cause, right? Can we get a live podcast commentary of a basketball game from Mike and Trevor? Literally any basketball game, live coverage, or just play it the next day. I don't think you want that. <laughs> no. I'd, I'd yeah. like to keep my job here. I don't think – it would have to be a podcast because, like, language-wise, we wouldn't be able to be FCC on radio. I mean, it'd be like – I feel like all I do is during games now anymore is just, like, laugh and be like, this is this is so I Laugh and bad. sigh. I say this is so bleeping bad at least, like, five times a game. 
<laughs> I just I think I quit saying that at like two games ago. Like yes. when Denario was there, I just I, I mean it was just like dude. What's your name for him now? You call him three different things. Denario, Dino, get the bleep out of hero. I mean Glad we got him. Glad we got that guy. Texas, fire him ASAP and make the rest of the season fan appreciation with cheap booze and apparel. Let's try to at least have a little fun while we wait for this disaster to end. The sad thing is we kind of did that already and with the we've got your back year where it was like for the last two months it was like, here's cheap drinks and free shirts for the fans and we've got your back. And it's like, no, you don't. Just don't cancel the tournament. That's all you did not do. It's the only way, that's the only way we want you to have our back is not self-imposed penalties. Dumb. Texas Mike KP is obviously getting canned. The only variable is when I can't see him making it. Is when I can't see him making it to January. The team has obviously lost all respect for him and quit on him. With that being said, what odds would you give him to win another game as Louisville's head coach? I'm going with zero point zero percent. That's actually a good question. If he was to stay the rest of the season, no, no, no. Just like right now, not knowing when he's going to get fired or if he's going to get fired. What odds would you give Kenny Payne to win one more game as Louisville's head coach? Because I, I mean, because well, Pepperdine's there, and they're still so bad. But does he make it to Pepperdine? Is he fired in the in the next twenty four hours? If he can get, Pe- I mean, if he can get Pepperdine, I mean, I still think we got like maybe a thirty five percent chance of beating Pepperdine. I don't think he's making it to Pepperdine. It, I, I, I so hope you're right. Texas, at this point, I think we should consider firing Kenny Payne. I'm starting to get worried about whether or not Kenny Payne's the guy. <laughs> Call me crazy. I'm starting to have some doubts. I'm not sure he can do this. I don't know if that detective was looking for that sarcasm, but he may nailed it. He may not be up to this job. I'm starting to get the get on. I'm starting to get a little worried. There are a few red flags popping up. Might not be the guy. <laughs> Texas, we were winning at halftime, so what player stood up and gave the passionate let's go lose it for Karan speech? <laughs> Karan can't play defense anymore, and neither will we. <laughs> they all just lay their jerseys on Kenny's for Karan. For Karan. Kenny's like, I don't care. Whatever. Do whatever you want. It's fine. <laughs> this will be the day I fail you. Well, I mean, he, he, he did have another Kenny Payne classic last night, too, where he was like, you know, we got to get him to play for one another. we got to get him to understand the game plans and the jerseys. And they, they seem like they do sometimes, and then they just don't show it to me. I'm like, how many times are we going to play the greatest hits here? It is like he just goes to like one of those chat bots and just types in like what to say after embarrassing Louisville basketball loss, well, and then just goes with whatever the computer turns out. Even with the first Kron question, he was like, well, we put out a statement. He didn't even know. He's like, we put out a statement, right? It's like, you don't even know if you even did that? You're not even sure if you put out a statement? What are you even doing? I love Jason Riley's tweet where he's just like, I shouldn't tell you this, but I've done zero practice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he finally just puts out a statement where he's like, "Yeah, I probably." Should. I've been in my basement the last six months putting up trade <laughs> model trades. I don't know. You if have no idea how hard that is. I don't know if it's something you admit as a head coach, but I actually didn't know there was a three point line before yeah, I mean, last season. Before I got the head coaching job here, just never really paid attention until I was a head coach. I thought McNabb not re- remember telling people he didn't know there was an overtime tie in football back in twenty years yeah. ago was most. In- was as low as I could get as a fan from one of my favorites. At this point, I would I at least want something like that to like make it make sense. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean. Where he's like, I don't know that I've never known the difference between man to man and zone. I've always just nodded my head and just gone like, well, now it makes a little bit more sense. 
he's been secretly betting against us. I mean, the UK plant story, I kind of want it to be true. Because I'm like, damn, at least he's just, he's not terrible. He's just really, really good at what he does. (laughs) I find it hard to believe at this point. Texas says a competent coach... Make any one of them say no. Oh, wait, the, the make them say no guy just went. Anybody. <laughs> this was the last straw for him. Pushed him over the edge. He just went with the make them say no. A- a- anybody. A competent coach. Well, that, that would eliminate Kenny Payne from the conversation. Texas says it's unfair to put too much blame on Kenny for last night's performance. I mean, how's the guy supposed to focus when he is uh, when his bully is watching in the stands? <laughs> I, I don't want to feed into the rumor, but I'm starting to think that Kron won this fight. Maybe. I'm thinking he whooped Kenny. I'm, th- I'm just, I don't know. I mean, just call it a hunch. Texas says, you have to imagine Waltz, Busboom Kelly, Brom, and some of the other coaches are less than pleased that Kenny's clown show is overshadowing their team's awesome seasons. And I feel awful for our, our athletic department's administration, who I have the pleasure of working with, so I can attest to just how first class they are, that are getting their names drugged through the, this. Everybody on all sides of this deserves better than what they're getting. It's a good point. I mean, we've spent, it's impossible for us not to talk about what is, always been like the flagship program at UofL for as long as we've been alive. Now, maybe not in turn, like football always is, is a bigger cash cow. Yeah, football was a nice distraction. But we are known as a men's basketball program. Yes. And men's basketball generates the bulk of conversation, the bulk of page views, the bulk of radio listeners, whatever you want. Like this is a basketball town. We love our football when it's good, but we are, it is, it's a basketball state to quote John Calipari. To see it get this bad though, and have it, like the texture says, overshadow what the women's basketball program is doing, what the football program did to a certain extent, what volleyball has been doing, you know, going to now what four regional finals in five years. Like it does suck. Like I, I feel bad. I mean, we had the U of L women beat UK over the weekend, and we spent like five minutes on it on Monday's show because the men's basketball program was just such a disaster, and that's what everybody wants to talk about. Like I would be pissed too, but I also I think Jeff Walls probably he seems to be so he has a great awareness about what's going on. He kind of is like Jeff Brom, where maybe he's pissed behind the scenes about attendance or pissed about this and, and that, but he's never going to vocalize it. He's never going to make the fans feel bad. He's always going to just choose to focus on the good things. And look, right now, women's basketball has got more people going to their games than men's. And that should be the case. We've got a top 20 women's team, and we've got a, what, number 292 men's team in the net rankings. The women should be outdrawing the men right now. But uh, as far as like attention... Hell, we probably we probably should be paying more attention to the women on this radio show than we do because the men are they won last night fire. or yesterday. They beat, yeah, well, we did mention that because they were playing during our show, yeah. beating Morehead State, which was great to see. Once again, upholding their end of the bargain as the men fall flat on their face. Um, they have a big game against UConn this weekend. UConn this week, Saturday, will be great. Uh, let's see. I-, I did like that he's he had press availability. I think today or maybe it was after the game yesterday, and it was talking about big time weekend game at prime time. And somebody was like, it's a noon tip-off. How's that prime time? And he was like, when you're my age, anything, <laughs> anything afternoon is prime time. <laughs> Texas, on a positive note, Kenny did not make it weird. That Look, I asked— I don't asked, know. His press conference was kind of weird. Well, the, the off the, it, in the simplest of ways, it's no longer weird. And that was my only ask going into the season, was make it abundantly clear that you're the guy or that you're not the guy. My oh. biggest fear, and I, as recently as a couple weeks ago, I thought it was still going to come to fruition— was that we would be just good enough to make this a debate for another year. We'd be oh. Satterfield, like in that 15-16 win range where it's like, we, you know, maybe he deserves another year, but like people like us would be like, that's just, just simply not good enough. We're not going there. We're not even near Satterfield level. No, we're, we are not. That route has been closed off for good. He is, he's made it clear 
And this was, I mean. He Cragthorped. More than Cragthorped. Yeah. I mean, but at least there was like no debate on Cragthorpe. You knew he wanted to right. out. I mean. I, this was the one thing, you know, when we were going back. I listened to some old radio shows of ours from the, and some old podcasts from 2021 when Mac was about to be let go. And then from when he was after, he was let go. And when Kenny Payne came up, I mean, I was very uh, like against it. You you weren't thrilled about it either. And the one thing that I would say is, if there ever was a time to try this experiment, it's now because we got the NCAA stuff there. You've had these these former players and some big money people and some part of the fan base that has been just calling for this for ever since Denny Crum was had been forced out. Like, let's try this. And if it flames out gloriously, it's probably going to happen pretty quickly. And then hope you'll have the NCAA stuff behind you, and you can go out and you can hire from a bigger and better pool of coaches that would be more willing to take on a job like Louisville more two years from now, three years from now than they, than they are right now. And that has wound up being the case. At least now, all the people that have been just hammering on this, got to get a former player, got to get a, got to get Jerry Eves, got to get Kenny Payne. Like we're, we're, we're moving away from what made Louisville basketball great. You've got to give it back to the former players. At least we can just say once and for all, we tried it your way. We tried. You've been beating down this door for two and a half decades now. We tried. It didn't work. We ain't ever gonna try it again. Oh, we'll we'll, we'll throw you Nolan rest of the season. That's like that's like legacy adjacent, right? Sure. I mean, it's whatever to help you out. We tried. We're gonna do things the normal way now. We're gonna go back to letting the people who know how to do this do what they do. Texture says, I was really hoping that at some point this season Trenton Flowers was going to repel from the rafters like Sting and clock in. The Sting references are just all over the place. By time. the way, are we starting to like realize that Trenton Flowers might have been smarter than maybe, maybe not hate on Trenton Flowers. Maybe I can't blame the guy a little bit now. I mean, it is kind of, in, in hindsight, it is sort of <laughs> funny to think about like this man went through a couple of Kenny Payne practices and was like, I'm going Peace, to Australia. I'm out. Yeah, this, I mean, this is not going to be a good look for me. This is this is not where I want to be. I mean, I, I would like to think maybe we'd be better, you know, with, with I don't, but I don't know. I don't even know. I wouldn't even say we'd have been any more wins than we do now if even Trenton was on this team. As good as he may or may not be. If we had Arizona's roster, I've got no faith in our ability to be like a top 50 team in college basketball. How many right times now? during a game this year, and last night it was an example of this for me, that you watch and you go, if we just switch coaching staffs, like the difference in this game would be. Like I watch Arkansas State's coach and that kid, that guy just out there co- coaching and trying and like showing effort, you know, talking about the hard hat stuff and, and and all that, you know, blah blah. But I'm thinking like if we just switch coaching staff, we're beating Arkansas State by 25 probably. To be staff. fair, our guys did throw their hands up a bunch on the bench, which lets everybody <laughs> know that they weren't happy. Can you believe this? I mean, the only example of my scenario would be maybe the DePaul game. Every picture, <laughs> if you go like you know. On Card Chronicle, we have a the AP and the USA Today photos. We have those pools to work from for to attach the stories. And if you just type in Kenny Payne, <laughs> every picture of him on the sidelines is him like arms outstretched, like I can't believe what I'm seeing, like, like just like I'm so upset. It's all they ever do. He and Nolan Smith just constantly standing up and throwing their hands up and being like, I don't believe it either. I'm like, tell them what to do for God's sake. They clearly don't know, and you just just like putting your arms up and, and turning your head away in disgust, it's not fixing anything. The, yeah, the other guy, Brian Hodgson, who's from the, the, the NATO's coaching tree. <clears throat> <clears throat> you need me to meet I know what they're doing a little bit. 
<laughs> I mean, he's out there coaching his ass yeah, off. Yeah, he's out. I mean, and then the, the kids are you know diving on the court, going, you know, doing the whole like I said, the whole hard hat thing they talked about yesterday and during the game, you know, doing the point system or whatever. He's playing, yeah, high tier chess by being like, you know what? If they're not going to guard us, I say we just go to the basket and make layups every time. And Kenny Payne had no counter for that. Even even Tim Welsh is bringing up the packs like it wasn't hard to adjust to Louisville's offense. First guy, second guy gets the ball, just drives under the goal, and they just stopped it. Like I know we've been running this third grade offense all year. The evolution, if it's even that level, the evolution of Tim Welsh last night because he, he starts <laughs> out the game kind of trying to be like you know it takes a while to build a program and you got to give and by the end of the game he was like I want to burn this place down. I'm so offended by what I'm seeing. <laughs> I deserve a raise for being here. I mean, he comes out and in the last few minutes just says straight up. This is embarrassing. He said Louisville's not even trying no, on defense, and I was, was like, "Damn!" I, I mean, when you, when commentators get that repulse that they're saying things so straight, like you know, it's it's just terrible. You don't get that very often. No, and I appreciated uh, it. Honestly. I, I did too. And and I'm not saying that Arkansas State's coach is going to like turn them around and be like this great next coach. But the sad, sad thing is, is, he didn't have to be. He still would have been better. Co- we still would have been better off with them on our coaching staff last night. Well, yeah. I mean, anybody. I can't think, other than the Paul game. I can't think of that situation not working. You take we switch staffs. We may we our record may be reversed with only like one or two losses. That's what you know the old coaching adage. That people would talk about Rick Pitino and they'd say maybe Texas would be the, the best compliment you can pay him is you know you play a pickup game. He'll come out there. He'll beat you with his players, and then you if you switch rosters, he'd beat you with your own players. I feel like with us, it's like. He's going to lose you with his players, and then you could bring a coach from out of the crowd, and he's going to lose to that guy too. Like it's, I mean, it's just like totally, yeah. He's going to beat you. That guy up there who's running the camera, he's going to come down. He's going to beat you with your players. Oh, I forgot who coached Pepperdine. It's the Lorenzo Omar. Yeah, this is going to be difficult. This is going to be no. I mean, this is this is this that, that scenario does take a little bit of a of a turn, maybe Duke style with Lorenzo Omar as the other option because he sucks. Yeah, he's not good. <laughs> but how bad. He's still probably better coaching. Always better coaching Kate Payne. There's no doubt about that. This is Lorenzo Romar, the same man who, after we beat them in the Sweet 16 in Washington, with the most prolific three-point shooting team we've ever had, said, "I didn't think they were going to shoot the three that much in 2005." <laughs> who had an All NBA backcourt and Nate Wash- Nate Nate Robinson and uh, Patrick Roy. Yeah, he's they like, I didn't think they'd shoot it that well. I'm like, it's all that team did. We had five guys that shot threes. It's like, Brady Roy. Yeah, they they came out. I mean, he was after the game. I was reading his. For the book, I was reading some some quotes from that run. I was like, "Jesus, Lorenzo, don't admit that." <laughs> Lorenzo, Lorenzo, <laughs> and then he just started to cheat to get players at the end of his career, and it went poorly. And then he's going to beat us at Pepperdine. Like, let's get Markel Fultz. He's five on. and seven. You talk about bad Pepperdine. They're going to beat. We're not going to win this game. It's the two longest losing streaks in college basketball on the road, going head to head here. I mean, we're going to lose to Pepperdine. I can almost guarantee that. Probably. I don't even know if there's a probably. <laughs> I just don't know. Are we even going to be favored? Yes. I mean, how many more times can can, can Vegas, Palm say? Can we Vegas, are a God, three point favorite. Like that's probably going to be like a, we're probably going to be like a half point favorite, or it's going to be a pick 'em. I feel like the worst mistake I made during the Kenny Payne era was not betting against us on the money line more. We all could have retired. I mean, I, I made a fortune off of it in 2018 because I caught on. And this year I, I slipped. I, sh- I should I, I should be dropping like two hundred bucks every every game on our opponent money line. Even I mean I would be I'd be I'd be in the in the positive right now if I did that. If you had just gone and done that from the, you wouldn't be working here anymore. 
<laughs> I could have enough to maybe do Kenny Payne's buyout. I mean, you could have made it even this year. Like you could have made a killing with Chattanooga. Like we were like a nine and a half point favorite. Yeah. I mean, they're probably going to be like yeah in the plus three, four, five hundreds on the money on the opponent money line. Last night we were they were still like plus two fifty, weren't they? Uh, yeah, I think so. That, that spread did go down though. We opened as like a five and a half point favorite, and it ended up being like three and a half. So my guess is Pepperdine opens at like us by two and a half, and then so it winds probably, up being like a pick 'em. The well, I a think pick 'em against Pepperdine. The money line, I would think Pepperdine would be maybe plus one hundred at the best, at worst. I mean, that's that's sad too. It's beyond sad, but I mean, I mean, is it though? Like, who cares? It just you know, whatever. Their most recent game on the road, they <clears throat> excuse me, hit the button. All right, I'm right. back. They lost to Colorado 91-66 to on the road on December 3rd. Oh, they'll beat us. They're, they also lost to UC Davis on the road by one. You're not convincing me to change my mind. No, they, they did beat, um, well, <laughs> they beat UC San Diego in their most recent game. Yeah. They beat Idaho State. Would we beat Idaho State? I don't know. Probably not. Would they beat Long Island University? Could we beat Long Island? They're really bad. You know who their head coach is? Do you have any idea? No, who's Long Island? Rod Strickland. Oh, good lord! Yeah, they're bad. Very bad. <laughs> uh, I mean, they beat Lafayette. They beat they beat Concordia, California. I don't know if we'd do that. That's not a D one school. I, I I stand by what I just said. We could beat Wesleyan. How's Wesleyan doing, by the way? That's yeah. We lost to Wesleyan. <laughs> Oh, uh, poor Simmons. Do you think Wesleyan has a winning record right no, now? No. I don't. Oh, I bet they do. Hold on. I've got I've, I've got to find out the answer. Ah, 6 and 2. All right. Well, I stand correct. I'm sorry, Wesleyan. They have reeled off since they 0 and 2 start at the D2 level. They've reeled off six consecutive victories. And they also did beat Simmons College by more than we beat Simmons College well, by. Of course they did. 102 to 51. Remember that's 5 and 7. They they have a better record than we do. Yeah, we might lose. Not <laughs> if we can lose Arkansas State by twelve, we can lose to anybody. I mean, Pepperdine is averaging seventy-two points a game, which is two hundred forty-eighth in the country, and giving up seventy-one. I mean, they'll they'll score eighty points on us easily. Texas Kenny has even ruined the old school jerseys for me. Packed them up too forever. One of the the biggest travesties of what's happening right now is our uniforms this season have been fantastic. Yeah, well, it's, I love our jerseys, and we black was appropriate last night. We've worn twice now. <laughs> I. I, I, I Nobody even cares. Like in a normal year, we'd be like, "Damn, these uniforms are great. Life is good. Love the throwbacks." And now we're like, "I don't even care. They could be wearing garbage bags at this point. It just fire this guy. Get him out of here." Texas does U of L not pay anyone to prep the coaches for pressers. KP might just be uh, might be as bad, if not worse, at the podium than he is on the sidelines. It's an issue. It's just sad, and he's not lying too. It's what's the sad part. Is as bad as he is as a coach, he might be worse than a press conference. That's the thing. Like on the rare, the rarest of occasions where we've had a like promising game, it was a close loss or God forbid a win. It's then it's like here comes Kenny at the presser to make it all worse, and you're like, no, 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 no. Like we've we haven't had one night where it's been like just good. He did do something that I I I, I preached that you say he's done, and I I didn't. I kind of wanted more proof. He did somewhat take a little bit of the blame last night. He always like does it in passing. He, he did, because that's the first thing he does. He goes, this is on the coaching staff and on the players. I'm like, of course, of course, because let's get back to where we're better fit. Our wheelhouse, I'm just throwing everybody else under the bus, because God forbid you do anything wrong. He knows it's over, and he's going down swinging. Like, like he's he's not going to take 
I mean, Kenny Payne, just talking to people who are who know him. I mean, everybody loves Kenny Payne as a person. They do. I feel like you always have to use that as a precursor. But he genuinely, whether it happens today, tomorrow, next week, whenever, he's going to get fired thinking that he didn't deserve to be fired. Like, he, he is well, he idiot. is very much telling everybody, like, it's not his fault. Like, it is, it's this person's fault. It's the player's fault. It's, you know, the lack of support fault. Like, like he... He can't wrap his mind around the fact that he might just not be good at this, well, and, and not just bad at like not just not good at it, but maybe the worst to ever do this. Yeah, he's. I mean, well, in that case, he's just an idiot. I'm sorry. I mean, you just you're, you, you can't you can't understand that, and I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you just don't understand one plus one either, probably. I mean, that's just that's just. I mean, it's I, how more obvious you can be. I mean, if you can't take, I mean, it's just sad. I don't even know. I I wouldn't want him anywhere near a staff if I was the coach. We all have to come to terms at some point in our lives without limitations. Usually it happens a lot earlier than like your mid-50s. But what I was thinking of, when I was at Wilder Elementary, <laughs> you know, I was in like the, they had like an advanced program or whatever like that you test in after kindergarten. I don't know. They, they show you like, hey, what is this? I'm like, it's a car. They're like, he's brilliant. Let's, let's put him in the advanced class. So I was in, you know, the, the nerd classes. <laughs> and I was the best athlete in the nerd classes. Like I, I dominated every run, and so we had you know field day. You had your you you would everyone in the class would do like a forty yard dash, and the the winners of all the the classes ran against each other, right? So I'm thinking at that point in my life, I'm like I'm the fastest boy alive. Like like nobody's faster than me. I mean I'm incredible. So I dust my class at field day, and then it's you're racing the champions of the other classes at Wilder, and there were some kids I hadn't seen before. They didn't look a lot like me or the other kids in my class. Oh, it was like the peak of your <laughs> Dana Calhoun, who ended up becoming like an all-state wide receiver at Ballard, was was among that group. And about halfway through the forty-yard dash, I was like, "Okay, this is a." I was like, "Just run faster! What, what's what's happening here? Like they're moving on, and I'm falling behind here." And it was very much of a like a the first time in my life where I was like, "Sometimes there's going to be things that you're just not as good at other people at, and there's nothing you can do. Like, I can get a little bit faster." I'm never going to be as fast as these kids. It's, Kenny, Kenny would blame the shoes. Exactly. Like it's he makes just, the shoes fault. Like I was like, you know, I can work at this. I can get faster myself, but I'm never going to be as fast as some of these people. Like, just not going to happen. I can try as hard as I want. You know, dig in, start pumping the arms faster, start moving the legs. It's just not going to work. And it was a it was a humbling moment for me. And I had it when I was seven. <laughs> You'd like to think that Kenny Payne at some point over the last two years would have had that moment where he's like, maybe this just isn't for me. Maybe this isn't my role. Maybe I'm not great at this. And I think he's still going down swinging. I, I think he's still like, you know, if I just took a couple of classes, if I just had a trainer, I'd be able to beat those kids in a race. Maybe I had a clue. Texas says, what we've had to endure the last two years is way worse than any punishment that the NCAA was going to send our way. It, yeah. Yeah. It's The problem with this now is that everything's kind of getting lumped together from both a micro and a macro perspective. Like, the fan base is kind of doing a little bit of the same thing, where they're like, we've been dealing with this for so long. Like, this is the fallout from Katina Powell in 2015 and the FBI stuff. And while that's true to an extent, the Mm -hmm. reality is, if you'd made the right hire after Chris Mack, nobody would be talking about this. We wouldn't be talking about the banner. We wouldn't be talking about the NCA stuff. We'd be fine. We're in the position we're in because we made a bad hire. Arizona took some lumps after their FBI run. They had a bad year. They fired Sean Miller. It wasn't because he's caught in the FBI stuff. It's because he was he had a bad year. They hired. They made the right hire. Tommy Lloyd, great coach. 
They're number one in the country right now, two years removed from all that. And they've gotten their, their same IRP ruling that we did. They're in the clear. It's smooth sailing. Nobody's bringing up the NCAA stuff anymore in, in the state of Arizona. Kansas, same deal. Memphis, kind of the same deal. NC State, they suck, but it's their own fault. They don't care about the NCAA stuff. Everyone else who got involved in, in NCAA stuff over the last five or six years has moved on because they've hired the right coaches. Or if they haven't, they're not blaming the NCAA stuff. They're saying we need to go hire the right coach. Actually, they're one and two in the country. Hey, <laughs> Arizona and Kansas. <laughs> we are in the position we're in because we made a bad hire. Yeah. And because of some... I don't even know if bad is like the right word. I mean, god-awful? It's not quite that simple because it's... The Chris Mack thing, I think, could have worked better. I mean, it was Chris uh, Nick Coffey posted the video. He's like, "This was four years ago," and it's the, it's like this great video of us beating Virginia when we're number five in the country, and it leads off with them talking about how we're playing for a number one seed and all this stuff, and like things were were not going horribly before COVID in this program. And then, I, I mean, I, I think that you've got you've had some some downright crappy luck. You had a bunch of a group of rich, powerful people with just too much time on their hands that that made some poor decisions. And then just a string of unconscionable decisions have led us to this point. It's it's still a hole that we can dig ourselves out of by making a couple of correct choices. And if we bring in the right person and then he brings in the right group of people, we can be okay. Like, like We don't have to be Georgetown now. We don't have to be... 20 years from now, the program just hasn't recovered. Nobody's going to games. We've been to like two NCAA tournaments. We've won one NCAA tournament game. We, that doesn't need to be our future. We can go back to being Louisville in relative a relatively short period of time if we get this right. Easier said than done. I get it. But it's not like this is not our fate. It hasn't been resigned. We don't have to be like this forever. We don't. We don't have to be like this right now. We shouldn't be in this place right now. It should be better. Let's take a break. When we come back, more from you guys on the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. Get your thoughts in. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 961, The Big Axe. Tell me now, baby, is it good to you? And can it do to you the things that I do? Oh, no. I can take you hard. It's not a play. Are these all just hell songs today? Well, the first two songs are about lying. The rest of them are about have the word fire in it. A lot of burning. I, of burning I, I just, I just want this. I just want Josh to hear it and hear the word fire and then go like, I need a fire like tape. Trying to do some sort of like subconscious messaging. So I'm going for, yeah. I don't think he needs your help. <laughs> All right, well, this is just how I sound. <laughs> that, that, that line's true about me. We started last segment with a little bit of positive football recruiting news. The, the news that Ja'Cory Brooks, the wide receiver from Alabama, is going to be uh, reportedly on campus tonight. How about another one? Uh, do we do we keep the portal music or not? Sure, why not do it? We need a little inflection, in, injection 
of life into the show. Also, just for the warning, if you are in the radio, turn it down. Starting Here comes the portal song. Turn it down right now. It's the Transfer Portal! The Transfer Portal. Who we gonna do? Who we gonna do? Let me talk about something besides basketball. <laughs> By the way, I saw you start to show some of your production work for the, our new uh, Master P jam. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, 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 that's gonna happen. Do you like my new line? Yeah, we're gonna. We're gonna. I'm gonna get the instrumental. We're gonna. We're gonna get. We're gonna lay that track down. Make him say no, 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 no. We're we're gonna lay that track's getting laid down here soon. I'm the colonel of all these high end things. Y'all have to bend things. We have to drone things. That's my favorite. <laughs> Stepping cool. on toes, bayonados. <laughs> I didn't look through the lyrics. Rebuild. Anything goes. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> uh, we got to find a way to get mixed name in there. You know, Mick is easy. Muscleman, <laughs> the must in there. We could do it. Uh, but we mentioned the, the Alabama wide receiver, Ja'Cory Brooks, who's visiting yeah. tonight. The number three wide receiver available in the portal, according to On3, is Colin Lacey, who's from South Alabama. He, according to a report from On3, will be visiting Louisville this weekend. He finished this past season with a whopping 91 catches for 1,316 yards. He spent last weekend visiting Texas A&M. Obviously, another guy who would be a very, very big deal if Jeff Brom and company are able to to land him for next season. Colin Lacey in town this weekend, according to On3, number three receiver available in the the transfer portal. Number one. I don't don't know, Trevor. (laughs) Well, because I figured you know since we're going to probably be on his list, right? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Can we look it up? Yeah, you don't have to. You're good. Don't you? They, Ju- Juice Wells is the number one wide receiver from uh, Tennessee who is headed to Ole Miss. His name's Antoine, I think, really. I mean, South Carolina. South yeah, Carolina. Yes, yeah, Antoine Wells Jr., yeah. He's down to Ole Miss in Tennessee. The number two receiver is Matthew Golden from Houston who's going to Texas. And then Colin Lacey is number three. Nice. We'll bring him. Could be going to Louisville. Looks like AM and Auburn also – very hot on his trail. They're offering him $493 million. Yeah, that's not right. I don't think that's right. I think there's a, somebody missed a decimal there. <laughs> 4.93, I would guess. I don't even think 4.9 would be. I think that might be a little yeah, That's what on three. On three saying Auburn's offering him 1.93. I think he made 493000 maybe. Who knows? <laughs> on three. Auburn's offering this kid $7 million, the Juice Wells kid. That's a lot of money. <laughs> don't. That's yeah, a lot of money. But that's a little hard to believe, but maybe I don't know. Maybe I can't believe it. Who knows in this day and age? I never believed that we'd be this bad in basketball either. Way to bring it back. Thank you. Thank you for that. You're welcome. 502-414-1450. I, I think mean, the I, 92 text from, on the text line might bring it back too, though. Good God. There's a lot <laughs> going on. Uh, I mean, we are kind of keeping an eye just in case something happens. I, I, I think that... It'd be tomorrow, wouldn't it? My guess, Friday news dump would make sense. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Which we would be. Look, I mean, we, we'll probably be probably right on the right before we would come on the air. Seems to be the. I think we'd get timing. I think we'd get we'd get rumors probably around maybe one. We've already got rumors. Well, I mean, just like there's going to be a. We're, I'm hearing a press conference is going to be scheduled tonight. Type rumors. I think you at first the you would P, hear the press conference would be about five. I think. I think at first you would hear that there's a meeting 
Yeah. Which maybe that rumor's already out there. Maybe it's for noon. Um, that there'd be some sort of rumor, <laughs> and then there'd be you know board meeting talk, and it, the the story will get broken before we get the official word. I think. Oh, of course. Yeah. And uh, and and then yeah, late afternoon, a little Friday news dump. We'll I think, see. Yeah, I think about five between five and six is when they would make you'd have the press conference. We'd just go to it live, I guess. We would. The holiday fun continues. This is not how I wanted to spend the, the build up to Christmas. Uh, somebody was texting me today, and they were like, "Because you know, this, this again, this is like I've heard season." And somebody was like, "I'm hearing late afternoon today," and I was like, "Well, there oh. goes my plan three hours of your favorite Christmas present radio that I was planning on doing, <laughs> spoiled once again by Kenny Payne and company." We'll, we'll my, get there. My favorite gift will be the end of Kenny Payne's era. That's a gift for all of us. It's a gift that keeps on giving, Clark. Except, you know, is it, though? <laughs> because it may not lead immediately to, to better things. We'll find out. Does it bother you, though, that we might have to pay him more millions and he did get wins as a two-year tenure here? A lot of things bother me. That's one of them, for sure. <laughs> I mean, what's, well, he's got he's gonna eight million friends. He's going to get a million a win. He's going to get – and that's just his buyout, not even his base salary. Yeah, that's just to buy him out. He, we're going to give him a million dollars for every win he recorded. Somebody asked me last night – they, they, they did the whole joke where it was like, the, what's your favorite Kenny Payne win? And I was like, the one-point loss to Texas is my favorite Kenny Payne win. It's, I, didn't think that was, I think that was obvious, right? It's I the mean, biggest we, win he's had here was a loss. Yeah. All right, 502-414-1450. Texas team's not even good, really. <laughs> Texter says, I started cackling maniacally during the Arkansas State player easy drive. This is embarrassing comment. Brick three, street stretch. It was so bad. The yeah. one that I sent you, the, the uh, that thing you do get where he's like, I quit. I quit. How about this song? Yeah, because that's how I felt. It wasn't the moment when Tim Welsh tells the Bears. It was a few plays before when we went to zone, and the guy just goes right down the middle of the lane. Like I mean, he's doing a stroll on a Sunday afternoon down down the block, and he just fakes like he's going to throw the corner. And I can't remember. I think it's I think it's I don't remember which one of the players. I I lost track at this point. Just completely falls for it, and he still miss. Not only does he miss the layup, still. Then the guy comes from the other side, weak side. Sky's not even paying attention. And he just he just dunks it back in. That was that was the play I laughed out loud and was like I'm done. I, I, I that that's that was embarrassing as embarrassing gets. The low point for me was we had Sky Clark turn the ball over, and they had a breakaway. We had one guy who was already back. I think it was Tyler. Yeah. And nobody else hustled back. The first dude misses a layup. The trailer <laughs> misses the putback. Still has time to get it again and then make. We gave them three he, chances. He at tipped a in his own miss. Yeah, because nobody yeah. hustled back. Yeah. It was complete lack of effort. And the fact that I mean, if you are a coach worth the salt at any level. You call a timeout and you use the bench as a coaching tool in that moment. We, I don't, I don't think Kenny Payne even saw what happened. Like, like there was no reaction from him. Didn't it was just business as usual. Just the the most lazy play I've ever seen a Louisville basketball team make in the middle of it. And then, again, this was like midway through the second half, and they were only behind by eight. You should be doing like everything in your power to try and avoid this just colossal embarrassment. And they're like, yeah, whatever. No. Just, and there was a play a couple minutes, I think, before that where. Danilo Jovanovic was in the game, and he and Trey White, they were running a high pick and roll against them. They both went with the guy who had the ball <laughs> and just let their guy roll to the basket. Nobody came over to help. They threw a simple pass for a dunk. And Anish Shroff, the, the play-by-play guy, he asked Tim Welsh, he was like, how does this happen? And Welsh was trying so hard not to just be like, because these guys suck. Like He was just like, he's like, well, there's a lack of communication there, and you know, nobody, but he's like, this is that that's really bad. That just can't happen. I was like, this is it's so embarrassing. It's so terrible. 
Texter says, since we've reached rock bottom, can you let us know what the consultant's report said about KP before we hired him? If it didn't recommend hiring him, then shouldn't Josh be taking more heat for the situation that we're currently in? Well, Josh, I think this was more. This this hires Josh's reasoning is going to be, and I'm probably restricted. Is it, hey, you wanted it. I just wanted you to see what it was going to be like. I, I, I mean, I'm not saying anything that I haven't already said before. Like, yeah. I, I do think that Josh, he kicked the tires on the guys that would have been hires that the fan base accepted you know the big name guys that were out there like scott drew um i think a couple others who maybe had expressed a little initial interest but then said thanks but no thanks and then when it came down to it he recognized that he's got like 75 percent of the fan base and a lot of people are denying that they were a part of this now but a lot of people were like you've got to hire kenny Payne. anybody besides and you've got national voices who were saying the same Mm -hmm. thing and you also i think most importantly of all You've got some really big money boosters yep. who are saying, this is who we want. Yeah. And Josh is the interim AD at this point in time. I'm not trying to just completely defend him here because at the end of the day, it still is his decision. But he's like, I can either hire the guy that everybody with the money, most of the fan base, and everybody in the national media is telling me that I need to hire, and a guy that I can get. Like he, He'll take the job. Well, or, once you talk him into it. Yeah, or I can go out there and get a like sort of a, a milk toast hire where I'm just putting my reputation behind somebody who maybe doesn't have a proven track record that the fan base is going to be wildly against. Like he went with the the, the easier play, like like the, the the simpler play. Now this go round, it's going to be all on him. It, don't worry about the pressure. Don't worry. Like like find the guy that you think can win the most basketball games, and if he doesn't, it's kind of your ass. Like yeah. you're going to get blamed for it. But like you know, this is. Let's listen. If we're going to hire consultants who are going to go out there and tell you what they think about coaches that are on your short list, let's, uh, let's, let's use their, their recommendations. Texas how I imagine timeout huddles going. KP, okay, JJ, you're going to throw it into Sky. Sky, when you get the ball, think about the name on your jersey. Fight for your team. You're not going to make the shot with talent. You're going to make the team with fight. Buzzer, buzz. KP, I thought it was a media timeout. The refs tricked me. <laughs> I appreciate the attempt. That's not why we lost. It was all because JJ was out. Texas says, how long does Josh let this continue? Does he have money on that Mike Rutherford guarantee? The guarantee is going to hit. If he has money on it, hopefully it's on the the five games because we're winning five games. Texas says, there are 13 days between the UK and Virginia games. If it doesn't happen then, it's not going to. I mean, if we lose to Pepperdine and then like get blown out by UK and he still has his job at the turn of the calendar year, like I think we just assume that, okay, He's gonna let it ride through. The We've year. got this for another two and a half months. Yeah, I don't think that's sad. going to happen, but if it does, like that's when like all the, you realize all the scuttle is just is is bunk. I just can't see a repeat of last night, whether it be Pepperdine, Kentucky, Virginia, whomever, him keeping his job. But that being twice happening, and that's just I can't imagine that. I mean, in that case, like all it comes down to is like the how important is that two million dollars to? That's yeah, it's all about the money at that point. And even then, you have to wait till April first. Like you've got to wait a full like. How fitting. Assuming that we're not going to run the table in the ACC tournament and prolong our season deep into March, you you have to wait from like March tenth or it's a late year. It's like 2013 where the championship game is on the the latest it could possibly be on April eighth. I think our last regular season game is like March 9th. So you have to wait from like March twelfth until April first before you can make a move. That's going to be a long twenty days. Is there any better better way of raising money from boosters than just having them? Showing him Arkansas State highlights and be like, "Do you really want this the rest of the year?" Maybe that's what he's thinking. Maybe like the the longer this goes, the worse it looks. The more you can be like, you know, hey, if we lose by thirty to Pepperdine, do you, we give, need the give, money? Give us some money. Yeah. Texter says, Jerome Tang. All you need to say. 
Texas says, if that is the case, uh, I, Texas Mike, stop saying that we've hit rock bottom. Every time you say that, something crazier happens to take us lower. If that is the case, I don't ever want to hear how much KP loves the university because at that point he doesn't. I think, I mean, the fact he told Rex Chapman I even come here shows he could get, he doesn't even care about the school anyway. I mean, eight years ago he was just like saying over and over, I'm a wildcat. Yeah, wildcat. I I mean, like, I, I, I don't know Kenny Payne personally. All I've heard from everybody at UofL and everybody who knows him is, is that he's a great guy. Yeah, how often do you hear that? Though? You hear that about serial killers. He was a great guy. He was so nice. He always waved. At a certain point, though, like, and again, I'm saying this as somebody from, from afar, the throwing players under the bus, which he has been doing, regularly rubs me the wrong way. Agreed. Some of the comments, you know, making the fan base kind of feel like they're blessed to have him as the head coach that, because he didn't want the job and we had, he had to be talked into taking the job has rubbed me the wrong way. I'm not saying that this makes him a bad person, but like, there's a lot like, like he could he could have made this a lot easier on everybody. By just simply doing the types of things that you're supposed to do as a head coach, and he hasn't done any of that, and it, like the lack of accountability has been beyond frustrating. Again, it doesn't make you a bad person; it just makes you incredibly tone deaf and a bad coach. Well, there's no question. I mean, that eight and thirty-four makes you a bad coach. There, whether, there's whether, whether he there's knows no it or way not, to get he's around lousy that. at his job, and he needs to get another profession ASAP. Texas, I've been to several games the last two years. The vibe in the arena was so weird last night; it felt like the end. Open booing after the Arkansas State layup line started in the second half. A couple of very audibles, you suck Kenny's, and go back to Lexington shouts. Fans near the front row yelling and giving him the get out of here thumb. I no longer buy the thought that there's nothing to gain by firing midseason. We cannot continue like this. It doesn't matter who coaches. We need a new staff. Yeah, well, you're not getting a new staff, though. It's the no. thing. Like, you're going to get the same staff with somebody promoted. I think it'll be Nolan Smith, and like that's going to be that. I saw now, some. Now, now, was that was that be your choice to promote? No. Okay. So you're kind of with me. Danny Manning is. We know he's not a great coach, but he's probably going to do more with this team than, than at least we can get the most out of this team. Right. I would go with Josh Jamison just for the purpose just for of, the fun it. of it. <laughs> the mystery surrounding it. We've already, we've we've gone a year and a half with a mystery pick. Let's go ahead and just ride this thing out with the unknown. Uh, I mean, give me a bit of broom and a wig out there. I saw. Some fans today doing like you. You've got to give the job to Nolan, and then if he, you know, let him have a chance to earn it full time. No, 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 no. I told you that was a fear of mine when letting him go midseason last year. I don't care if he goes like eight and twelve in the ACC. You've got to, you have to cut ties completely, sever all ties from this era. Like, like we, I want no remnants. What if he wins the national title? Well then, yeah, he gets the job. Okay. <laughs> if he wins the national title, he could, we'll name the city after him. Okay, I'm fine with that. Okay, just checking. He can have my every penny that I've made in sports media. He can have. We may be asking for his title. head in two years because he just it was a one time thing. I don't sucks, care. It's yeah, worth it. Mike Davis style. But yeah, yeah. If, if he takes this group to the national title, then yeah, he, he can do whatever. Well, I'll, I'll vouch for him as the AD. He can go to the football team. <laughs> wow! No! 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 I no. I don't care. I say I stand by. No! 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 It's not going to happen. No one <laughs> watch that. I mean, hell, I'd love it. Be that great. would be a Disney movie. <laughs> Texas says, I almost felt like the Karan Davis, I almost felt like after the Karan Davis drama yesterday, the players decidedly quit last night. I mean, we've seen a lot of lackluster effort over the past season, but last night was the first time the lack of effort seemed almost purposeful. And then the press conference after was the first time that Kenny seemed just defeated. The players were, I mean, you had all the players saying nice things about Karan. Like, 
I don't know if it was like them not agreeing with the decision or just feeling bad about it, but it was. I mean, the the whole the the day is we've never had a weirder day as Louisville basketball fans that hasn't involved strippers than than yesterday. It was just the whole thing was so bizarre, and you can just tell every like I, I don't know if they're sad or if they're mad or if they're but like everybody seems to recognize like this is we know where this is going, and that sucks. It's December fourteenth for God's sake. So early, that there were years where we hadn't even I think played like our second game by December fourteenth, and now we're sitting here being like the season's already over. Texas, I was thinking for weeks just move on from Payne, but maybe since he's not willing to negotiate a buyout, you just let him coach and face the booze and constant ridicule. Maybe with a few more weeks of last night, he'll just give up and make a deal. Maybe some of the players will just go ahead and sit out the rest of the season. I'm not sure what has to happen for Kenny to realize that he sucks ass. Well. What if he shows up? What if we let him have his job and he just like because we're like he won't come to the bargaining table. We have no choice but financially to let him ride this thing out. But he knows we don't want him here. He hates the fans now. He hates the administration. What if he like shows up for the UK UFL game wearing like a UK tie? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> He's like throwing L's down the sidelines after <laughs> after every point. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, I'm assuming he would just stop showing up to the coach's show. I mean, well, and that already happened a little. Well, bit. yeah, my bad. He did it this week. L's down. He's like throwing up BBN. He's like wandering over to Cal. He's getting a technical because he's going to stand on the UK sidelines. <laughs> he's out of the coach's box. He thinks that's his sideline. Texas, how much does that $2 million buyout drop in April really matter in the grand scheme of things? I, I mean, a decent amount, but not enough for me to hope that he stays. Texas, can players leave if the coach is fired midseason? Who would take over? Danny. I, I think Nolan would take over. I think players could enter the transfer portal, and if they are— Yeah, we saw Sky do it in Illinois. Yeah. I mean, if they are—I mean, if they've graduated, they can go and play for somebody else next semester. If they haven't, they would have to sit out, but they could join the team and, like, practice and do all that stuff. W- would you expect any any player— I, I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't. I mean— Other than maybe Zan Payne, obviously. I mean— Zan got in last night. He, of course he did. First was, loss of the season when Zan plays. It was, it was a swan song for Zan, Zan and his dad's career. Local. I'll say, like, like, the very end of the game, too, the only player who tried the entire game, like, Hersey Miller was defending his ass off in, in the meaningless second. I was like, can we just play this kid more? I asked for that. Yeah, I told you yesterday. Let him play. He tries. He's, like, he tries so hard. I'm like, I'm like, just let him play. Like At this point, just play the kids that are going to give effort. I don't care like, how good they are. I don't care if it makes us... It, oh, oh no, we might lose to Arkansas State by 12. We're already doing that. Just play the kids that are going to try. Give me Hersey and a core of four for 40 minutes every night. I don't care. I'm amazed we didn't lose by more. We, I mean, we scored seven meaningless points in the last minute. We basically lost by 20, yeah. if we're being honest about it. Texas, is there any chance that we just fire any everybody and hire an outside party? I would love it. That would be my choice, if I'm being honest. I, w- I would love to just cling house completely. Well, you can't, but I mean, I, it's not going to happen. Yeah, that's almost impossible to do. I mean, with the players, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Maybe they would be upset about it, but I, mean, I would. I'd th- let the players coach the team. <laughs> Varsity Blues style. Can it get worse? No. Well, God, we read like forty texts, and we we still have more than we did when I mean, we started. It could get worse, but all right. Second break. When we come back, five o'clock hour is up next. We'll try to read as many texts as we can. We'll keep things focused on the issue at hand, which is the Louisville men's basketball program. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one, the Big X.
Mike Rutherford Show. Happy Thursday to you from all of us at 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. Somebody did send me the clip during the break of the famous John Chaney, John Calipari, and was like, what if Karan did this <laughs> in the post-game press conference last night? It just bars. It would like, have been more heart than we showed on the court the entire game. I'll kill you! It's like, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah the, you would have to actually have yeah, Kenny Payne show some fire, I think, to go after him like that. Uh, it, it, it's all... It's all sad. We've had two good little football tidbits, though. That's been fun. We have. Yeah. You can focus on that. Uh, if you want to focus on that, 502-414-1450. If you want to be like the, I think, 117 other people on the text line that are focusing on the other thing, you can also text us <laughs> at 502-414-1450. If you want to hear the, the recap of our thoughts on last night's game and the shenanigans and everything else, you can listen to the first hour. Right, we won't repeat too much of it. Spoiler, though, quick teaser. It was not positive. It wasn't. It was also sad listening to the announcers break down the Cron Davis situation of yesterday. I was almost wondering whether or not they would touch it. And they I, went, I didn't think they, they went would. into it at the start of the second yeah. segment with like the, the statements that were out there. I was like, damn, like they are. I, I give you that. I didn't think they'd bring it up either. I was wondering how much Jody and even like Paul Rogers were going to bring it up in the broadcast. And they talked about it extensively as well. Oh, they did? Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, like I said, Rogers brought up the fact it's like it's kind of crazy that we you know it's also, you know, about a kid who's not playing and, you know, real. And even Jody was kind of like holding back. He was like, you know, this is not good. This is not. This does not look good. It doesn't, and it, it isn't. And it looks like just. It looks like a mess. Like people that don't know how to handle their business. To sum up my and your thoughts from the first hour, the, the, the too long didn't read summary of it all is, I think when all is said and done, and we look back at this super bizarre and 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 super just awful era of Cardinal basketball. I think yesterday, the events that preceded the game and the events that took place on the floor is going to be the one that just sort of defines this. And it may also wind up being like a lasting image because there's a there's certainly a chance, I'm not giving inside information here, but it just seems likely that we could get Kenny Payne has fired news at some point in the next 24 hours or maybe a couple of days after that. If we lose to Pepperdine, it could happen after Pepperdine. It seems like it's a, it's a matter of when, not if at this point. And this day, that day yesterday, is going to stand out, I think. It's just like yeah. the Karan Davis situation was so bizarre, the, the, coming to a bizarre conclusion. The picture of him by himself in the, in the, in the Multiple stands. Multiple pictures. I mean, yeah, from both Matt and just other people. Just The fact he's just kind of sitting there by himself in an entire section, no one else around. I mean, that just... And then losing to a three and seven, like we're just glossing over the fact that we got our yeah. asses handed to us by a three and seven Arkansas State team, which, by the way, was Louisville's first double digit home loss to a team with a losing record since 1963, when they lost to a two and three St. Louis team again early in the season on December 14th, 19. That was like like a, a what a month after the Kennedy assassination <laughs> is the last time that they we clearly, lost. They're clearly their minds were somewhere else, right? That, that, I mean, it's, 
all I am so sick of seeing all these mind blowing stats. Like we have not done this since uh, 1932. All these pre World War II and 41. The announcers brought that up by the way. That's pre moon landing stats that are out there. I'm just I'm so sick of it. And hopefully we can turn the page at some point soon. But it is yesterday was a I think a day that will stand out. It is speaking of anniversaries. I saw I just realized 10 year anniversary of uh, proposing to Mary. For me. Congratulations. Yeah. It was, it was a scary day for everybody, but a day that all men, I think, are just happy to have over with. Did you were you were you concerned about proposing so close to Christmas thing and think it could ruin the holidays as well? She said No. That. No. You were confident? Yeah, I think it was the, the right time. I think she thought that it was going to come like right after Christmas or around New Year's, and so I wanted to surprise her. It was it was perfect because then like, you know, Christmas Going to see her family kind of became like a little celebration. It was, it was. I think it was good. Is that is that kind of is that common amongst proposals? I think because I'm pretty sure TJ proposed his wife as well around Christmas time. Is, if I'm I think I feel like the holidays are yeah good time to do pretty it. popular time to propose. Kind of kind of like bleep or get off the pot now. I guess it's the maybe. holidays. Might as well, you know. Well, also, you know, most people want to get married during the the summer, spring. So you know. The winter gives you a chance if you want to do it the next year, or maybe a year, like to have time to propose, like to, to plan the wedding and to set everything up. So yeah. that was the way it worked out. But yeah, I, I, just, I realized it earlier today. I was like, hey, ten years. Now, do you celebrate that kind of anniversary? In a, in a, no. in a really well, I, she wouldn't remember if I hadn't seen like a Facebook status update about it <laughs> and text her. <laughs> I think we both would have forgotten if I if, if not for Facebook. Now you do like do you do you, do you usually like, do like first date though, right? Like or maybe like or obviously anniversary wedding anniversary you do, right? Well not first date. I, I couldn't even tell you the date of our first date. I wasn't date. sure. I didn't like know how 15 depth. years ago. I mean I think we probably did that when we started dating, but Okay. Um or just like remembered it. But we I mean yeah, we our 10th anniversary will be this August, which is crazy. So that's that's the only thing you do now is just just the Pretty much. anniversary, okay. Yeah. Like once you kids start the, the the anniversary the couple anniversary reminders start dwelling and you start going to the back burner. I did celebrate. I think I posted on Instagram actually, like on my story about our our like ten year breakup anniversary a couple of years ago. Because <laughs> wow. it, like, it like popped up in my memories like this Smooth, concert. I was by like, this is when we broke up. And Mary was wearing this like kind of like headband thing. I was like, it was the headband. That's why I broke up with you. That's what happened. That's that, that's how it worked out. I could see that. I I think I would break up with a woman before a headband. It was a cute headband. She looked good. <laughs> 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We're taking all texts. Uh, you guys have loaded it up. A lot of thoughts out there uh, about Kenny Payne. A lot of thoughts out there about the basketball program. We want to hear all of them. Hit us up. I mean, there's nothing else really. Like, I got a question for you. Uh, okay. Kenny's released the next day or two. Okay. Is Crom brought back on the team? No. Okay. No. Because I'm just kidding. It just seems to be like a Kenny, Kenny thing only. I, I guess. I mean. The whole thing is weird. I mean, he wants on the team. He's 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 at the games. But he's kind of wants to go. I mean, like, I, <laughs> what do you think he's living at Yum Center? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's. I think he wanted to stay here because he's. He, like, we were the only offer that he had coming out of junior college, pretty yeah. much. Uh, maybe you can find somewhere else, but it's just the, the whole thing is is super bizarre. I don't think that he comes back. I don't know. Maybe Nolan Smith or Danny Manning has an affinity for him and does bring him back, but I don't. I I, I can't imagine that's the case. Which just makes the whole thing. I mean, we. That that's one thing that we've glossed over a little bit is this off season. I think we mentioned it yesterday when we were talking about how everything the fans were like kind of worried about or reacting negatively to has wound up being the correct reaction in hindsight. I mean, he has to know whether he says it or not that like the pressure's on him this year to deliver something. He's got to be markedly better than he was in year one. You mean going into the season? Yeah, he, yeah. he's got to build a roster that's more complete fewer holes 
ready to compete and certainly be way better than four and twenty-eight. And he uses two of his thirteen scholarships, or I guess twelve scholarships, on a guy who wasn't good enough to see the floor at Miami, and a guy that nobody's ever heard of coming out of a JUCO in, in California, and. There is, there's a wealth of talent available to him in the transfer portal. He chooses not to go with that. I don't know what led him to go to those situations, but he just threw two scholarships away. Jovanovic, I mean, again, I hate to be mean. I'm not trying to, is not good enough to play at this level. We've seen enough to know that. Last night, he looked totally out of place. Karan, the little that we saw of him, certainly did not look good enough to play at this level. And then whatever off the court stuff is happening led to his his ultimate dismissal. Like you just you can't do stuff like that. I'm not going to argue that, but I also could say that there is something to do with coaching. I mean, there was a time when I thought Ellis Miles had no business in this university too. And one year into, but re- nobody re- thought that when we got him out of uh, out of high school. Well, he was like he wasn't like a three star out of Compton. I mean, he wasn't like he's he, not. A, he had a recruiting page at least. Karan <laughs> Davis didn't even have a recruiting page. I don't know. Did did did, did he have recruiting pages back in the late nineties? Sure. I don't remember. <laughs> we knew who he was. Like people, people were aware of his existence. I'm not, I'm not saying that that that, that these two. That and also, that was Denny Crum coaching, not I, not I, a guy who's only been four and twenty eight. Well, Crum at that point was kind of was kind of coasting a little bit, but yeah, I it mean, was Denny Crum though. It's, I know, and I'm not I'm not, I'm not saying that, 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 that Dino would turn around and be good or something. I'm just saying, I mean, there is. I mean, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there as a as the devil's advocate. I don't think you can play devil's advocate here. God, I can try. You can't. I don't know why you would. We're, and I will say that. And I will say this, and you, I agree with you. You've said this going into the season. This is this team does have more talent than last year's. I'm not saying that. Obviously, the bar wasn't set that high to begin with, anyway. But there is more talent on this team, which does make it more frustrating. For sure. And I mean, I mean look, it's not. Oh, it's not oozing talent, but it, it does have more. I mean, just you know, there is more raw talent in this team than there was even last year. There's no question about. It. You watch some of these guys do things, and you're like, this could be, this could be a. A fine basketball team. There's no excuse for them to be 206 or whatever they are in Ken Palm and losing at home to Arkansas State by 12. Just There's just none. Back to the text line, 502-414-1450. Texter says, is there any concern that with a coaching staff that is so incompetent on a program on probation that this bunch could unknowingly or purposely violate NCAA rules? KP and company have done nothing to demonstrate that they need to remain in their respective positions, and there may be more at stake than all of us realize. I've got no confidence in their ability to do anything right. So... Yeah, I'm concerned that they may be like, whoops. I mean, I don't even know what violations they could. Okay, I love this. I don't know if you look at that texture. He takes it back February of early year and asks the question, would assembling a schedule for this year of lineup of a bunch of 250, 300 Kim Palm chumps improve us? And I told him no. <laughs> and I think that's true, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was I was like, no, I don't think it guarantees a victory at all for us. But to answer his question, we did exactly what he what he asked if we were going to do. We definitely lined up a schedule of yeah. two fifty to three hundred Ken Palm jumps. And we didn't it didn't make a difference. I mean, I guess maybe it did. We have matched last year's win total, I guess, but still, I mean Texas Mike, remember on the show yesterday when you said, Oh, we'll win by forty tonight and no one will care. That was funny. I said we might win by forty or lose by twenty five and no and it wouldn't change anything. Uh, I did pick us to win. And they did not win. Uh, we lost by more, and I said we lose by five. We we just keep overestimating this team. Texas Mike, something to lighten the mood. Thank you. Which do you think will beat up on those kitty cats more this year, Jeff D or Thor's hammer? <laughs> I wish Jaws was coming back. <laughs> yeah, the George Jordan news just kind of like got it was pretty big news for the football program, and we just kind of we haven't had a chance to talk about it that much. But he's not going to play in the Holiday Bowl. He's going pro. The dream of him coming back for one more year has died. But we move on. 
Yeah, I mean, we got to just, uh, we still, we know no Grandos. Uh, we haven't heard from him yet, though. We have. I think it's it's a little bit comforting that Maurice Turner, you know, I think there was maybe some concern, just again, not like internally, but yeah. for, for me, like as an outsider saying maybe Mo Turner would, would hit the transfer portal. He wants to go somewhere where he can be a star. Him sticking around and playing in the bowl game says, like, they're telling him, like, hey, you might have a chance to be the this guy. Is your next year. Yeah. This is your, your, your chance to shine. Let's, get, let's see what you can do. Texas, a serious question. Do you see any chance of UofL being able to say that they are firing KP with cause for given the lack of recognizable game plan, notable recruiting work, or semblance of Kenny <laughs> understanding the importance of his job as a head coach? We've gotten this some variation of this question a bunch today. I've, I've skipped a few of them. It, he goes on to say, no, non-serious question for interim coach Josh Pastner and specifically requesting as the only stipulation that he go full Pastner until the end of the season, film it and sell it to HBO as a Hard Knocks product. Just Josh. And I would love it, yeah. The first point... I, I no. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> incompetence doesn't count as as a cause. I mean, we've done this before. We've we've done the song and dance before, and other fan bases. I've seen them do it too. I mean, remember, I think we did the thing with Bobby Petrino, where all the evidence came out that he like wasn't trying. We're like, can we sue him for for failure to uphold his sue. contract, or like, can we just fire him for cause? And the reality is, it's you don't want to lose that case in court, and, and it'd be very very tough to it'd win. Be pointless, yeah, just. You would lose more money probably fighting for, to, to, to see if you're right, and you might, you might as well just pay out the money to begin with. I mean, I'd love yeah, – I mean, if we could, it'd be great. But you, you've seen – I mean, UConn kind of tried to do that with Kevin Ollie, and they ended up getting just destroyed in court. Um, unless there's – and they even like tried to kind of invent some – Violations that took place that then they put themselves on like probation because of- yeah they they were they they, they went full act <laughs> it'd be like us like what if we like banned ourselves from the NCAA tournament right now for this year we're like he's he's doing something this is how this is how worried we are about what Kenny Payne was up true to true dedication yeah. right I mean <laughs> we won't play in the NCAA tournament this year let's save some eight million dollars that's how bad we that, that's how bad things are Texas two things one can we get Reese Gaines to be the interim coach. Two is our new objective as a team to see who we can keep out of the tournament by hurting their net ranking. Scoot Tater and Gil Supporter. <laughs> I was a Gil Supporter. I love it. I mean, look, we cost Clem- we single-handedly kept Clemson out of the tournament this year. If we beat anybody in the ACC that's on the bubble, we're probably going to keep them out of the tournament. Look at their coach fired. God, I mean, who have we? Who? I'm not. I'm not a fan of bringing up Reese Gaines, by the way. I mean, I don't care. Whoever does. I mean, it, yeah. If you want to, I guess if you want to, but I mean, there's, I mean, just with the caveat that there's no. I guess, and I felt bad because that had, I guess Scott had that same kind of, sorry, Scott David had that same kind of image going into that season that this is, no matter what I do, I guess I'm not going to come back. But he, I mean, bring David back. I mean, yeah, I'd be for it. Even though he's losing 54 to 1 games at Lowell Elementary. Nah, it's the kid's fault. They don't have any heart. We're not fighting enough. <laughs> he got tricked. He, he didn't know that a school was going to run zone. Now the coach played zone. You don't see that that much at the fourth grade level. It's not David's fault. No. Texture says, I'm always a little bit uh, tickled when Trevor talks about people being dumb or making mistakes. Do you got a big, mirror big guy? Hey, I, I, what? You, want, you act like I don't realize when I make mistakes? At least I'll admit it. I know it. You never make mistakes. I'm, thank you. How you get a 14 on the ACT? Yeah. I mean, people who get 14s are just falling around out there, stepping over their words. No, that's not the way it works. And I'm not dumb enough not to realize I can't be coaching at this level. Texas, I learned a few things yesterday, guys. One, rock bottom has become the bottomless pit. 
Two, you got to fire everybody down to the mascot. Three, I mean, I think I'm in shock. I found myself getting excited when we were getting beat down, knowing what's coming next. For a second, I thought about getting a ticket to witness a historically this historically bad era. That's a sad text. It does remind me of opposed to all the happy texts we've been getting. Well, that's true. <laughs> Hard left turn there in a negative town. Um. Leave Louis alone. Louis's doing fine. Louis, Louis's trying. He's doing his job. It's not by the, the board cheerleaders are going to get fired now, too. Man, I mean, it, it, it does kind of harken. The example that I've always used growing up was the last year of the Ron Cooper era. I remember listening to it, was coming back from like a grade school basketball game and listening to us playing the Tulane team with Sean King on the radio. And when it was obvious that we were going to lose, I'm like, you know what, just whatever, just run it up. Like, like let's make sure that we, we fire this week guy, we can move on. Like, I. There's a part of me, I, I've not gotten to the point where like some people, and again, I don't judge these people who are actively rooting against the team because they think it's in the best interest of the program. I can't get myself to that place. But there is a part of me last night where when it was obvious that we just like weren't trying, I was like, whatever, like just make it look bad. Like it just, it, it was the first time I think since that moment when I was 12, 11, however old I was uh, in, in 97, that I've kind of felt that, that feeling where I'm like, let's just, whatever, just make it bad. But the thing is like, I don't even... Firing him right now, while it, it, it you know it, it gives the fan base their pound of flesh, and there is a very large portion of me that will take relief in knowing that it's like it's done and we can turn the page. We still have three months left to go with the the rest of this coaching staff, which I don't think has done any, anything to cover themselves in glory. Like we're not going to get any sort of news that's going to make anybody really really happy as far as like the next coach. We, we you know. News is going to be hard to come by because everybody else is actually coaching their teams in the middle of their season. So it's not like relief is coming anytime soon. It's you know it's just it, it's a crappy situation any way you slice it. There's no way around it. Text says, are there performance measures and minimums that are written into coaches' contracts? I mean, there are stipulations. There's not like a hey, you need to win at least four games. I mean, at least there's not in this one. I can tell you that. I don't know if that's something. <laughs> Maybe there should be. <laughs> Maybe there should be like hey. If you lose 18 ACC games, we can fire you for cause. This should, I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know why there isn't in there. I mean, when any coach just refuse to sign that, not having, like, confidence in themselves. themselves yeah. yeah. You, you'd think they would. Any coach was worth the salt. How do you guys feel about the uh, at Bring Brom Home's new Mick is the Pick campaign? Have you no, seen this? No, I've seen it. And bring Brom Home guy. I listen. I'm a supporter of yours. You know, we're cool. We're tight like that. But no, Mick is not the pick. I'm kind of surprised that he's dipping his toes into these waters. because I think he just went with it because it, it has a nice ring to the hashtag. I don't know if he's just it's gotten bored, but, like, you know, he could hang his hat on the fact that, like, his one campaign was, the, like, successful. He got the AD to tweet about him when they announced Jeff Brown was the hire. Like, you can just ride that, and now he's kind of he's putting his, himself out there again for somebody else who's not – like I, I'd be fine with Mick Cronin coming here. I, I like Mick, but he's not an overwhelmingly like the fan base isn't clamoring for him the way that they were clamoring for Jeff Brom. No, it's a it's a little strange to see. I did like that he at some point they were talking about the buyout and he was like, "I'll pony up two hundred thousand dollars of my own money." I know other people that will. And somebody tagged you and me, and they're like, "Are you guys paying Patrick this much?" And <laughs> well, no, six eighty is six eighty. Ron, they, that's that's where the big bucks that's are. Six eighty money going over. That's why there. I took that job? Yeah. I I, th- I honestly do. I think he just kind of went with Mick Cronin because Mick is the pick. Does have a nice like kind of kind of ring to it a little bit, but it's not the right pick. 
people over there at 680 like make. I'd rather pick my nose. Kelly Patrick. Texas, everyone wearing the Denny Crum patch except the guy who played for him. Kenny is definitely a UK guy and only came here because they were changing coaches. He hates the school. I never. Is he not wearing the Crum patch? I did not notice that. And he put a picture of it kind of proving it. By the way, I like all the uh, stockings on the TV there. There's this texture. Yeah. It's a big family. Yeah. There's a lot of stockings, man. Good Lord. Is it just me or is it a lot of stockings? <laughs> it's a lot of <laughs> stockings. <laughs> I was like, what is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven? It's at of least them. seven stockings. Yeah. Do you have the, the pets have stockings? Penny, we have Penny a stocking. Yeah, well, I used to do it with the pets, but not anymore. Especially since the pets like outnumber the, the humans in my house like three to one. Yeah. Do you guys have any decorations inside? Your mom put anything on? Uh, she does. She's got like a Charlie Will, a Charlie, uh, uh, Charlie Wilson. Charlie Wilson. Charlie, the appliance tree. <laughs> Charlie Brown tree, which is really sad because I'm her neighbor, the Etheridges. Like Donna, I love her to death. And they like they have the big bay window in front of her house. And uh, she's got the giant, I mean, this, you know, National Lampoon's Christmas tree type thing in her window. And you look at my house, and like in front of my window is like this like branch with a couple lights on it, like in the window. I'm like, I just don't even want to like, I don't want to close the shade. Whatever makes anybody happy. It's, just, it's, it's okay. so depressing. It's like <laughs> just as long as you got something, that's fine. Texture says, I mean, we we cannot read the text faster than they come in. It's just it's been one of these days. My biggest fear is that we, if we let KP go now, all the ex players and irrational KP mafia supporters will say he didn't get enough time. We're at the bottom. Let KP soak and remove all doubt. I, I think all doubt's been removed. If there's anybody still hanging on to saying KB deserves more time, then peace out, dude. You're good. Bye. I don't. I mean, like, from, like, even the most staunch defenders, like people who were still defending a couple weeks ago, I, I've seen a lot of those guys who have been like, "Okay, you guys were right." Like this is, this I, I don't think you're going to see that anymore. Maybe a few people behind closed doors will be like, "He was just about to turn it around," or "You've got to give him three years." I don't think that argument is going to fly. Like we, we, if you'd fired him after last year. Four and twenty-eight season, which I think would have been totally justified. Yep. You would have some people who would would say he would he didn't give him a fair shake, didn't give him a, f- a full chance. Yeah, top two recruiting class coming in. I don't think that's going to happen now. I, I think that everybody. I don't think that that many people who are clamoring for him to get the rest of this I, year. I think you'll get a few. It's not. It's going to be a very very min- small minority. Less than a handful. I can. I, I'm not going to say names, but the two of them come to mind automatically. Uh, that'll probably like say something about it not being fair and of his dismissal, but they'll just be looking for clickbaits by doing that. False City Fixer says, Mike, you say that Payne's not doing anything malicious, but if he's refusing to negotiate a lower buyout, that is extremely malicious. <laughs> <laughs> I, not really. I mean, if you like, if Trevor, if you had a contract here yeah. that was going to pay you, you know, whatever, like two hundred thousand dollars, if you if they fired you for something, and you, which is very hard for you to to do, didn't say anything horrific on the radio like came here every day on time did everything you were supposed to this is a fantasy story and they were like well we just don't like you don't fit with the culture here we don't like you you come in you reek of cigarette smoke cigarette smoke and Uh, are you air quoting over there (laughs) we're gonna have to fire you for it but we can't fire you for cause but we'd like for you to step away for fifty thousand dollars you probably would want the full two hundred, I would assume. Uh, if we're talking fifty and two hundred thousand, and probably yeah, but if we're talking eight million, but I'll give you three million set up, take the three million to walk away. Especially when it comes to Louisville, because I am a Louisville fan, and if you actually have any heart or like love for this university, you would walk away because you're just peeing all over its reputation and, well, and its grave. That's a fair counterpoint. I mean, at some point, like Kenny Payne's been very well paid for a long time now. He doesn't really need yeah, the I mean, money. If, for me, I could use the two hundred thousand or fifty thousand. Don't get me wrong, but. 
The thing too about Kenny Payne is like it's not Kenny like he's already got millions of dollars. It's probably. not like he's going to have a hard time finding work after this. As bad as it's been, if you fire him now, like he he still has the reputation for being like people will say, well, he just he's not a top dog. He's a great assistant, great with players. Like he'll land a very high profile job that's going to pay him very well after this because probably- of. His relationships with the sneaker companies and the way he's been able to, to forge relationships with players, like he's gonna be fine. No, he'll be an assistant in the NBA probably, or like go back to UK or oh, go to Oregon yeah. or go somewhere else and so, be yeah, the if, second guy there. If I'm Kenny Payne in this situation and you're going, I mean, if I want to be, you know, hard headed and say I want my eight million instead of three million, no, and then you're just first of all, that's just also with that and the way, and the way you're coaching. I know you're under self aware of the way you're coaching, but. You're literally you. Have, you clearly are lying to us when you tell us you have, you love this university because anyone that does would have walked away by now. I think that's a, a fair point. Texas, I think back to last year's post game uh, presser for the Bellarmine game and just remember hearing KP explain the offensive mentality and it sounding so elementary. We should have all known that this wasn't going to work. We wasted time not pulling the trigger after the Wesleyan game. I mean, when's the? I, I mean, I still I don't remember Wesleyan explaining last anything. Year? Well, we didn't play well. He's never gone into de- like into any sort of depth about philosophies. I, I still have no idea what we want to do on defense. On defense, no. On offense, the best he's given us is he wants us to be – he basically wants just the pick-and-roll penetration and kick. Well, no, he said like the free player movement thing. Like, like yeah, He, he is- wants to run that, that motion continuity offense. And like last year, he's like, we don't have the players to do it. This year, they've tried to do it a little bit more. And he's like, I want the players to kind of free wheel it out there, which, you know, great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's worked. Yeah, it's worked out really well. At some point, maybe it's like, okay, well, maybe we're going to need some set plays because these kids aren't getting it. Mm-hmm. And defensively, no, we just have no idea how to defend a high ball screen. The only thing Not defensively, on. I think he's told us is the with the re, the retract drill he he always brings up, where by keeping the guy in front of him, and we we tell him the. You know, the, 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 just make sure you keep your hips level and you, you step back and you keep the ball in front. And they just don't pick it up. And I've heard them say that every press conference after every game this year. He wants them to fight, Trev. The, the, the big, because I was very concerned at the dodging of X's and O's questions for a while because I had extreme concerns about the hire to begin with. But after that right state game where we didn't, we had three fouls to give and, and like five seconds to go on the clock and we're up by one. And we let Trey Calvin take a, a, a shot that's his bread and butter. And after the game, he gets asked, you know, why would you not use your fouls there? And he was like, because you should shouldn't have to rely on fouls. You should just get a stop. I was like, oh no, like this this is <laughs> that's not the way that you handle this. Like that's just that this is coaching one on one. It's like you, it's not less manly to to use good strategy in late game situations to win. Like winning's fun. Winning's the most manly thing of all. Let's do whatever the hell we have to do to win. He's like, you should just go out there and get a damn stop. And I was like, no, 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 no. Well, if winning, is, if winning is manly, this program's been castrated. Texture says, Kenny Payne's entire spiel when he got hired here was bringing the city back together, bringing the program back to greatness, and how much he loved the city and the program. And then he's going to literally bring the program to the lowest point it's ever been and wait around until we fire him and pay him a full buyout. What a piece of belief. Well, now he has brought the city together. I was going to thank you. Stole my joke. We're more unified than we were when he got here. I I would have to say that's the truth. Yeah. (laughs) He leaves and he's like, see, this was my plan all along. He's like the the episode of the second South Park reference I made this year, but when Cartman cheats uh, (laughs) at the Special Olympics and at the end, he's like, this was what I wanted all along (laughs) to teach you guys the lesson about taking steroids. Like, nobody buys it. I feel like that's Kenny Payne. He's going to be like, I was so right. bad that I wanted to bring you guys together, and we're all like, no. No. That's not that's not <laughs> what you were trying to do at all. 
Uh, my God, the text. We still can't, we, we can't take Just keep reading. If Mike is confident about the guarantee, he should put up some free cameos in the line. I will do everyone's cameos for free <laughs> yeah, like you if we don't win five games. I did one here last night after the show. Did you do a cameo after the show? Oh. I, I got a $5 tip for my cameo last night. Did, did you do it from the studio? I did it from the studio after we got off the air. How did you end up getting out of here? You were, you were getting some late work done, I know. I wrote the quick Karan Davis story. I did the cameo. I went home and did the did the quick uh, Jawar Jordan story. So I got I left here about 625. I went to say something to you, and you, I, you were in that mode. I was in that zone. I was like, oh, he's in the work zone. Peace you, out. See you tomorrow. Then, no, then you still told me the story anyway. Oh, I said one day. I thought you were like two seconds. You're like, I know you're working. but And he's like, kept going. I was like, all right, Trev. <laughs> I was two seconds. Texture says KP th- th- likes to think that his shuck don't stink. I was self aware that you didn't. You were you were in a zone. I moved on. I left. I you still you, told the story. They tell the whole story. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was because you weren't listening. Oh, no, you weren't listening. No, I knew you weren't listening because you gave me the same answer I give my mom when she's when she's rambling in my ear. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I know that expression. <laughs> let's take a break. When we come back, we'll try to get through uh, 175 texts in in 25 minutes. We'll do the best we can. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on I didn't know Jimmy sing the song until I tried it. I knew the song. Oh, I didn't know Ballroom Blitz was like not a I, crucial I, taunt I didn't learn song. that until like 10 years ago. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know it wasn't a crucial taunt <laughs> original until several years later. Yeah, that was that one I learned. This one I picked up very not long after. But yeah, the, the, the Ballroom Blitz one I guess learned like 10 years ago. My brother for show final segment here. I, I was just trying to find like a game to pick tonight. I, this is like the, the lamest sports night we've had since... You know, like f- football All week? Back. <laughs> Since what, Tuesday? There's, yeah, <laughs> we have not a whole lot going on. I mean, th- thankfully there is an NFL game tonight. Sort of. Yeah, but it's it, not a great one. It's, back, it's backup quarterbacks going against each other. Can, College, you, can, can you name the quarterbacks? I mean, Aiden O'Connell, right? Yeah, who went to Purdue, and who's the other one? Chargers quarterback is, oh, God. Um, this is going to drive. I know this. I know this. Do not tell me. And I can tell you when we went to school, too. It's not Justin Herbert. No, he's injured. And it's back to back back quarterbacks going against each other. Easton Gentry, <laughs> you're close. You've got half. I know right. it's something like that. It's, it's Easton East, something. Easton Stick. Uh, I'll be honest, it did not ring a bell. He, <laughs> like, I knew it was Easton something. I did not. I would not have gotten. He the was stick. the quarterback at North Dakota State between Wentz and Trey Lance. Okay. He 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 took over for Wentz when uh, he left North Dakota State. Okay. Well, one for two. Yeah. It's okay. He's been their backup for a year. If it weren't for Madden, I wouldn't know that either. Go Aiden O'Connell. Go Jeff Brom. The college basketball, I mean, college basketball typically in December sort of sucks. Like, you know, teams schedule really light because of finals, and you, you don't 
home court advantage for a lot of these schools is less because kids are home for winter break. But this weekend is outrageous. Tonight sucks, but this weekend you've got, I mean, Arizona plays Purdue, UConn plays Gonzaga, Carolina plays Kentucky. Like, yeah. it's going to be an awesome college basketball weekend. Louisville plays Pepperdine. What <laughs> may or may not be Kenny's last game. Potentially without its head coach. We yeah. don't know. Speaking of, we have, uh, I mean, I don't. I always say like we're going to get through as many texts as we can. We usually get to the end. I don't know if we can get to all the texts. I, if they stop texting now, we might. I don't want to encourage anybody to stop texting. I if agree. If you want to text in, you've got about 20 minutes. 502-414-1450. Let's go as quick as we can. Right. I have to burp there for a second. Sorry. Right. <laughs> not, not a great start. By the way, we're, we're at the top of the 4 o'clock hour in the text. We've line. made it to 4.09. Yeah, I know. Texture says, this person's last text, by the way, was Team Jenna from August of 2022. Uh, when KP gets canned, the new coach has got to hang the banner as their first action, right? Can you imagine if that happened? If we, let's say, you'd have to like work in concert with the, the AD's office. But let's say Josh Hurd gave the person the, the, the go-ahead. And Shaka Smart, you know, who, Jerome Tang, Nate Oates, Eric, whoever, is, goes to midcourt during a you know, something, some, some game. And it's like, and my last thing that I want to say to you people, banner's back. And like the banner comes down at that second. Like it's that, back. That person's God. Like at that point, like 2013 happened. Banner comes down. Yeah, that would be a great way to start the new era. Texas says, you might not know this, but Chris Mack's wife is from Louisville, so we might have to run it back. <laughs> I was very, I was a little bit interested last night. You know, the Field of 68, they do like the, the After Dark podcast once all the, the games are well, done. They were having fun with us. They were, but like Chris Mack, it was his night to be a guest. So I was wondering, I mean, like, they're going to have to talk about Louisville. I was wondering, like, and Mack didn't, they didn't really make him talk about anything. So. No, they saved it for Fanta just to do like a th- Fanta did a little quick run. Yeah, yeah, run. And it was it. I thought he'd do more, but that's okay. Texas, I think that Kenny is trying to get fired now, full buyout. <laughs> Texas, for as much as he talks about character, it would be nice if Kenny showed some responsibility, integrity, honesty. I'll take any of them. That's the crazy thing. I mean, that's, yeah. It's been bad. Just all, all of it's been bad. Yeah. Texas, it's a sad day. I had to mute Bring Brom Home Guy again with his new Cronin campaign. I'd be more than happy to do it with Mick, but BBH is on his ish again. I can't do it. You know who I kind of feel bad for? Zach Greenwell. I had to mute uh, Bring Brom Home Guy again today, too. It's like the third time I've unmuted him and muted him back, but I can't. I can't. Every single thing, time I post anything, him and the, the Bring Patino home guy, like who I've had muted since he started, I just I can't do it. Like in 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 charge agree. I mean, poor Zach's just kind of just doing what he's kind of his job. I mean, he's only can. I mean, I, I feel bad so, for him too, but it's not I feel really bad for Zach because yesterday while I was on the radio, I was trying to tweet and do the radio, and I did the like. I copied and pasted the email from their statement saying Karan Davis had yeah, requested, and, and then I posted Karan, and I didn't realize that I'd included his phone number. I saw that on there. I, I wondered about that. I thought I felt pretty bad. The only reason I didn't say anything to you about that because I assumed that was his office number. Sort of not. Well, I, I mean, after the fact, like when he like kind of said, he was like, hey, he's like, hey, you posted my number. Like he he was he was cool about it. Texted like, and I was like, oh my god, like, I felt like genuinely bad. And then I realized it was his. I see. I thought it, I just did. That's when when I saw you tweet that. I thought, I thought well, this has got to be his office number, which. You can get off the website. I mean, so there's no reason to worry about it. But I, I didn't realize that. Was I felt it was, it was a hand up. I felt, I felt pretty. It good happens. It. Don't worry. Zach's a good guy. He's trust me. He's doing the best he can for sure. Texas Louisville basketball still hasn't gotten over Katina Powell. I mean, you like we can say that, but like we were over Katina Powell. Yeah, I mean, it's I think we're past that. I mean, if the if the FBI stuff never happens, which I think we now know the FBI stuff should have never happened for anything. It was it was a stupid waste of resources. It changed nothing about the sport. It did nothing. But if the FBI stuff doesn't happen, we made it through the Katina Powell thing and had already come out the other side. 
you know, we self banned in 2016, which I thought was dumb. Mm-hmm. And then in 2017, we were a two seed. Mm-hmm. And Rick Patino had a top 10 team coming in the next year. Like, we were fine. Recruiting was rolling. He was doing well. Like, we were still, we had Donovan Mitchell uh, was poised to become a star. Like, Louisville basketball, had that second thing not happened, would have just kept rolling. I mean, nothing, nothing against Chris Mack, but I mean, he had that 2020 team as was would considered maybe a three or four seed. I mean, imagine Patino coaching that team. That team had a lot. I mean, that was very good. That was a very, and it was, it was, it seemed it was kind of put together perfectly where you had just the, a great mix of upperclassmen just kind of in that same area. And it was just, yeah, it would have been, Patino I see as a one seed with that team. No offense to Chris, but I'm just saying. Texas has Josh stopped running since the last home football game. At this point, I picture him with a Forrest Gump beard and torn up shoes somewhere in Utah. I hope he's okay. <laughs> he might be. He might be wearing that just as disguise. So we don't run with him. If I was him, I would just go. Yeah, just one one ocean to the next. I mean, that's what I did last weekend. End up in Tibet, hanging out with Brad Pitt. Texas, do you have any insight into our financial situation? I saw one account saying that our whole of debt to Republic and listing the current payouts that we have on the books, can we realistically afford the KP buyout and, fu- the, and future coach buyout? Give them the line. Tell them. But, it's, but it, you, you say that. It's not right, though. Like, we, we, no, what's the line? There's always money in the banana stand. You say there's always money in the banana stand. It wasn't there last time. We need to, Somebody's going to have to help us out. If they want to pay this buyout, if they want to hire one of these coaches that has a gigantic buyout, Louisville will need financial assistance from a third party. Like they will need a booster who cares enough to go deep into their pocketbooks, or several boosters to go deep in their pocket if they want to make that happen. I can't imagine that should be hard to find right at this point. You'd hope, but these are the same. A lot of them are the same people that wanted Kenny Payne to begin with. Texas, I hope Kenny Payne enjoys his buyout. I wish I could suck so badly in my job and still end up with a boatload of money. Oh, fired head coach is the best job in the world. It's great work if you can get it, as long as it's not for cause. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. How much did we win that game by last night if Scott Davenport was our coach? I think we win. I think we win, too. Like I said, we switched coaching stats and we would have won that game. Texas says, Steve Kerr, got to make him say no. <laughs> Here for Kerr. Her for Kerr. Kerr. Hooray for Coach K. It's my new hashtag. Get co- bring Coach K in. Texas what about Greg Brom or any one of the Brahms with the last name that played basketball? Got to make him say no. <laughs> I would have Oscar Brom coach this team. I would have Greg. Donna. Fine. Ashley. Coach the team. Texas, how do you think that Siva would be as a coach if we were ever going to do it another former player? I do hope for Kenny's sake that he doesn't listen to radio or other than the millions. Uh, he would be very sad right now. Yeah, I like Siva. I'm not hiring him as coach. He's never coached before, but exactly. I, I think that he has everything that you would need to be a good head coach at some point, but he would have to get some experience. Yeah, sure. if he wanted to start working on it, and 10 years down the road, we'll, we'll have this discussion again. I love Peyton. I mean, I, I would I do too. support it, but yeah, you yeah. can't just. We, yeah. We tried this. I think we we did. I feel like we see how this movie ends at this point. Texas has a team ever fired the head coach while their son was on the active roster? Uh, it's happened. Didn't Kentucky with Eddie Sutton? I I feel like it's happened recently where the the kids say. I mean, it happened with. Um, I mean, hell, they didn't keep playing, but Steve Kreithorpe's son was on our team when we fired him. Was he? He ended up tra- I mean, obviously, we fired him at the end of the season. But there's been a situation recently. I know in basketball where like. The kid was still on the team and like kept playing. I think we like played a game against them, and they were like, "It's kind of an awkward situation, but he's here for his teammates." And like, I know it's happened before. I just can't think of the example. I mean, Tennessee at least waited for Alan Houston's eligibility to run out. Texas didn't Mike say that Karan Davis was a not cool person at the Jack Harlow event? He was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I came away being like, nobody's more confident in their abilities on this team than than Karan Davis, and it was he was a little much. 
at the event. Not as bad as the Kentucky players, but he was a little much. Texas says, KP, the only wins and losses I count are when I put my head on the pillow at the end of the night and ask myself, did I cheat Sky Brandon? Did I cheat Trey White? Yeah, that answer was, it was bad. Better question, did you cheat the fans? He didn't care about the fans. Clearly not. He doesn't know us anything. Texas, the whole situation is so dumb. KP was never qualified to be a head coach at a big program. Agreed. Texas says, you should encourage a fan movement of wearing brown bags over your head while watching the games. Man, why? I mean, it's just like, again, everyone knows the situation right now. It's not like this is going to be like, this is a final. This is a wake up call to Josh Hurd that people are unhappy. He's unhappy. We're all unhappy. Everybody. In a in, in world of social media, we don't need to just do our protests in the stands. To hell with social. I don't care. That was eighties and nineties days. We like, lost to Arkansas State by twelve <laughs> points. There could be no form of communication whatsoever outside of carrier pigeon, and Josh Hurd would know the situation. What channel are we supposed to be on Saturday, Pepperdine? Are they going to bump ACC us? ACC Network. Are they going to bump us? I wish. What, what? What? I mean, could that be like a, another sign of just community get this done if they just like you know what? Last game was just so embarrassing for our ratings and our network. We're just going to show like we were in a blossom instead. Follow me. On ACC Network, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so, by the way, real quickly, story. I know we have like 50 texts to read in, in 10 minutes. Uh, a Georgia law, we have the, the Florida lawsuit going where they're suing uh, the college playoff for keeping Florida out. And now a Georgia lawmaker has sent a letter to the CFP committee demanding that the Orange Bowl between Florida State and Georgia gets added to the college football playoff. This is great. Just let it go, dude. It's over. Find let a new go. show. Texas, oh, that's a long text. Real question, do you think Kenny is trying to get Josh to fire him? These are not the actions of someone who wants to keep their job. Maybe. Probably not. Yeah, I don't think We said something about Petrino where it was like he was daring. He wanted to get fired. Maybe it was true. Maybe this is true. I don't know. Texas, even with Chris Mack, the cloud had us rolling for uh, at least like a year. Literally just hire a good coach and we will immediately be back. Kenny is the cloud. I mean, that, that's the forgotten part in all this. Everyone's like, we've been bad for so long. Mac went to the NCAA tournament in his first year, overachieved dramatically as a seven seed. We were number one in the country at one point in his second year, poised to be, like you said, a three or a four seed. Like, we were – and the reason it fell apart wasn't because of any of the NCAA stuff. It was Chris Mack didn't handle COVID very well. And we also uh, – And we lost a lot of talent off that, that 2020 team. That, and that, we also got screwed by the committee. And, and yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he, 2021 we had to rebuild in a situation that wasn't exactly the best to rebuild in. If 2021 had gone fine, like, if you had had like, – if they had made the NCAA tournament and he doesn't have to fire Dino Gaudio and Luke Murray, like that was when his heart got – like he felt yeah. like he was being – he was a puppet and the administration didn't have his back. And then that's, that's when everything went south there. We really had one bad year uh, out, of, uh, out of four – the third one was just kind of, you know, I know we didn't make the tournament, but that was a weird COVID situation where every time we got into a rhythm, we had to take two weeks off, and then, you know, just, it, it, it was what it was. Um, but with the right hire, I stand by the fact that it's it's not the NCA stuff. It's not the fallout from Katina Powell. It's not the, you know, the, the stigma attached to the program. The right coach will get this back in working order in relatively short period of time. Texas, does the fact that we've had a couple of wide receiver transfers visiting indicate that Jamari Thrash is going pro? It doesn't help. It doesn't make me feel better, for sure. I think they wanted to add transfers regardless at wide receiver, but the fact that we're getting some really high-profile guys does kind of hint to me that maybe Jamari is leaning towards leaving. Texas says, uh, can we get Trevor to, to sing a coach's make him say no? Yes, it's happening. Oh, yeah, yeah we're, we're going to do it. Texas, let's get Maverick Rowan as interim coach. Everything comes full circle. 100%. Fine with that. Maverick Rowan, DeMar Dorsey. Let's do it. <laughs> what is Maverick Rowan up to? Probably playing somewhere. Yeah, I'd say I agree, yeah. Texas says, did you see the Arkansas State player hit a three and give the L's down as UofL called time? Yeah, we that talked was, about it. Yeah that, was, yeah, that was a slap in the face. No pride whatsoever. No. 
Text says, Conspiracy Theory number 708. Gorgie Zhang retired from the NBA last week because of advanced talks with Josh Hurd to become the interim U of L basketball coach after the KP firing. I'd love it. Hunter, bring him in. Let's do it. Seriously, can't be much worse. Texas Jalen Lucas from IU, uh, Aeneas Peebles from Duke, and Don Chaney from Miami visiting this weekend as well. Thank God for Jeff Brom. Let's land some of these. Let's, Let's get it. them done. Texas, the only reason to keep paying until the UK game is that Calipari is less likely to run the score up on him versus an interim coach. I'd rather just I'd rather lose by 60 with an interim coach. Yeah. Oh, no. We're embarrassed. We lost by 40 to UK. Yeah. What are we going to do now? I, I, <laughs> I feel slightly ashamed to be a Louisville basketball fan for the first time now. No, who cares? Texas, we need a documentary on Kenny's seven days in Africa. It was a choice. Not the right one. Texas, Mike, did you see Josh uh, hit the old like button on your White Castle tweet, LMAO? I saw, I saw your tweet, too, by the way, about that White did Castle. Did Josh Hurd like that tweet? <laughs> I hope not. So they're closing the White Castle in St. Matthews? The White Castle in St. Matthews is coming to a close, and I tweeted out. Um, That's the one that replaced the one that used to be on the corner by Trinity, right? No, this is the one by Trinity. Oh, that one—the one that didn't have a drive-through—it it has a drive-through. It says, "What?" Well, I, I just said, "Well, this is the last straw. Kenny Payne has to go." I hate that it's moving. I don't like it. Okay, I'm glad Josh liked it. <laughs> Texas says, "Would you rather have Musselman or Oates?" I know neither are going to be hired, but it is an interesting question. I don't think I wouldn't say neither is going to be hired, but I would take Oates. Texas says, uh, "The Kenny Payne coaching tree." I've seen that image floating around. Texas thoughts on Chris Beard? No. Uh, I would take him. You would. I say no. Yeah. Texas, would Louisville have been in a better position if they took the death penalty the last two years rather than hiring KP? Then they'd <laughs> no. have a chance to hire a new coach for next year. No KP buyouts and less fans mad since the program had limitations. The answer to that question, seriously, is yes. They would you, be. You, you would, oh, well, I mean, you think we'd be better off if we just take the death penalty? Yeah, we'd have an excuse for being so bad. That's true. And the fans would be desperate for success. We still have an excuse, KP. I mean, the only way that I would say no to that is if we hired Kenny Payne after the, <laughs> the death penalty coming out of it. This guy's going to get us there. Texas says, um, another Chris Beard, vote of confidence. Texas, I'm just worried if we fire Kenny Payne midseason, our recruiting class for next year could fall apart. <laughs> yeah, I love sarcasm. Texas says, what about Zan for player coach? Sure. I mean, why not? Yeah. Texas promote Josh. Maybe he's a hidden gem. <laughs> That's what I said. I let Josh Hurd coach the team. Vince Tyree kind of tried to do it with football in 2018. Texas, could we pull a Ted Lasso and hire a soccer coach to replace KP? I, John Michael Hayden couldn't do worse. Pick him up. I mean, we're, we're done with Bye Bar now. Let's let's bust boom put her out there. Yeah. Give a big middle finger to Ricky Jones while she's doing it. <laughs> Texas says U of L's b-ball coach out here breaking records and not in a good way. Chris the plumber. Not a good way at all. He's got a Joe Biden reference from the text before that. And it says, Chris Beard, 24, Trump, 24, make America and little basketball great again. <laughs> Wait a minute, the make America, wasn't that Trump's thing? Yeah, it was Trump's thing. Right? That's what he's saying. He's in make America. He's, he's, he's touting Beard and Trump. Ah, okay. Texas, could you discuss head coach candidates with realistic buyouts? Nick's Coffee mentioned on the postgame show last night that Cronin has 16 mil buyout. He does. If true, I would think that that would eliminate him. I, I mean, there's there are people in like that inner circle at UofL that have tried to tell me that there's there's a route. They don't go into details, but they're like, there's a way. We, we can find a way to get Mick. And I I don't know what that way is, but I guess they have some routes to some money. But his buyout is astronomical, and it would make me feel, if you wanted Mick Cronin, you should have gone after him because he got the contract after last season. Like You, sh- you could have had him on the cheap a couple years ago, and he wanted to come here. So to get him now, it would be a gigantic <laughs> pool of money that you could have saved 
a couple of seasons ago. Uh, we we got to go quickly here, so I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, we'll I'm, we'll go back to buyouts tomorrow. We can, you're we can talking talk more about that. that. <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm talking about the texture. I know he wants me to go over all the buyout stuff. We can. T- Oates has a big one. Musselman's is is 20 times bigger now than it was last year. All this stuff. We still talking buyouts. Buyouts. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just curious. Texture says, you mentioned the 63 loss with the JFK assassination. Trevor, their minds were elsewhere. Mike said, mind-blowing stat. Well, yeah, so is J. Oh, okay. That's not- uh- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come on. It's not too soon. We can laugh about it. We can laugh. That's a funny joke. <laughs> uh, Texture says, angry guy is so freaking back. You all bleeping suck. You, you guess angry guy hasn't been gone. Angry guy's still around, yeah. Yeah. Texas says, uh, are the, well, that was angry guy. Are, are the 10K plus UK fans in the Yum going to give Kenny a, sta- Kenny a standing ovation? They cheered him last year. I can't imagine they wouldn't cheer him again this year. Texas I don't know. The arrival of Skinny Louie still makes me wonder. The new mascot has brought with him horrible, horrible results. Go back to, to Fat Louie. Texas, is KP going to be in the same circle of Dante's UofL Inferno as Andre McGee, Greg Postal, and Katina? No. He'll be more in like the kind of the Cragthorpe, yeah, Ron Cooper area, where it's like fine person, nothing wrong with him, but like just very bad at his job. Yeah, horrible at his job. Texas says, can we give him a Chris Mack type suspension of no contact with the team until the end of the season for cause, and then fire him? No. Texas, the wife and I have stayed to the end of every single game that we've gone to for many, many years. Last night was the breaking point, and we left early for the first time ever. Who wants to pay for ten dollars beers to watch that? I mean, I've got friends like, like that, multiple friends that have season tickets that are paying tons of money and that just aren't going to games. That are like, I'm, I'm paying a lot of money to just not use these because I'm just so, it's not worth it. This is ridiculous. And the numbers that you see on TV reflect that. They're not alone. Texture says, if the world were about to be destroyed and the only thing that could save us is a rock-solid 10-minute press conference that gives humanity hope, who would you choose to save us, Kenny Payne or Joe Biden? Joe Biden. Texas, I have caused Mike. It's because I hate him. <laughs> Texas, I don't understand why we're throwing out second-tier coaches as our first option. Swing for the fences. Stop settling for mediocrity. Look, we got three months to do this show. The problem is there's no definitive, like, there's not. Well, I, somebody, Tank could be my first a, a coach, but he might not be yours. I mean, it, it's not like, you know, like you, you brought it before. It's not like the Patino time. We will do this show dozens of times over the next three months. I promise you. We just have to get there. We will do it. Texas KP for 2023-24 CC least cool person of the year is a lock. We do tend to wait until these guys get fired before they they win the award. I think that he could, could happen. Texas, I talked directly to an NIL big donor today, straight from the horse's mouth. These NIL numbers that people talk about are typically way overblown. Also, promoting Nolan Smith might as well be a fan appreciation coaching. The dude is a child. Second, also, you know we don't have to worry about any recruiting violations. The first part, for sure. The NIL numbers that get floated out there are, are way overinflated from what i've gathered in recent years texas the basketball game is probably going to be taped delayed again and we can watch the game after the news <laughs> texas i'd rather be trapped in the glass line tanks of old latrobe than watch another game your boy stays there texted in said trevor say you were wrong about stoops being brahms b and that you were wrong to say that you would die for your camry uh, <laughs> he loves this wide love, wide love like reference. Uh, I would die. I will not die for my Camry and Stoops is still Brahms B. You don't have a lot of evidence to back that up just yet. We'll get there. We'll get there. Don't worry. Time will tell. Texas says hashtag Brad would be rad. <laughs> Even Stevens. <laughs> 
Texas says the biggest lie the devil ever told Carlos was that Katina Powell was rock bottom. You're, you're not wrong about that. All right. Um, tonight. We got through him, didn't we? we? Yeah, we we got there. Got there. We got. We made. We did it. We, I skipped over some of the ones that were. I just read the most recent ones from a lot of people, but we got there. Yeah. We, we did it. Sorry. Uh, tonight, NFL football. Chargers at Raiders, two five and eight teams duking it out to, I guess, keep their slim playoff hopes alive. Vegas is a three point home favorite. TK, who you got? Well, I'm not disappointed. I'm missing this game to do Bellerman. Uh, I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be ugly. It's going to be bad. Well, Jacobs isn't playing either. Um, I'll go Chargers. I mean, he's. I, they, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll just say Chargers win this game. Raiders win by two, so the Chargers cover. All right. Enjoy your Thursday night. We could have an eventful show tomorrow. Make sure you're locked in right here at three o'clock. Go Cards.